everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Unpack That. This is a literary and media analysis podcast. I'm going to call it both this time because it's easier to do that. Um, <laughs> where we specifically are talking about Berserk for the foreseeable future. Um, I am your host, Cheval, and I'm here with your other host, Cal. And um, another week, another week of um, sexual trauma stuff. <laughs> Um, and um, also other crazy things that happen, but we'll get to it. We we finally hear from Griffith. We get this into some other stuff. Boy, but, do we hear from um, Griffith? Yeah, we definitely hear from Griffith. We have a lot to talk about with yeah. that. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> episode episode thirty. Um, we we're, we're, we've officially made it to thirty episodes. Please clap, um, as Jeb Bush would say. But yeah, I I'm very excited to get into today's chapters only because we were talking about right before. And my chapter is kind of like two chapters, just a lot of shit to talk about. Um, and also, Costco and Guts finally put their clothes back on at some point, which is nice. Incredible. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's they're, they're naked for like a whole nother chapter again. So you guys enjoy that. I'm reading it online. I, I took a risk of posting something on Instagram that could have got us banned. I saw. <laughs> There was, I was like, there's no nipple showing, right? So we should be fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Dead. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> you can get away with this, right? Yeah. So <laughs> three quarters boob. Three Instagram. Yeah, it's just some abs and three quarters boob. Yeah, no. So yeah, we'll we'll get to the recap later. But but for now, you guys are gonna um either click the the part in the description where you skip past all this, <laughs> or um listen to us talk about um the things we're obsessed with, like um Splatoon, which we already talked about yeah. for like f- fifteen minutes before this. But um, yeah, for for people who play games, uh, Splatoon three came out like two weeks ago, I think, um, or three weeks ago. I don't know. It came out though. It's been out for a minute, and the first Splatfest happened. Um, me, me and me and Cal are beefing because we're not on the same team. No but... broken friendships <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm on Team Gear, who we're a bunch of tryhards, and we're winning. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming we're probably gonna win. Hopefully, if not. It is what it is. I mean, the amount um, of times I've gotten my ass fucking smoked by Team Gear, just like not even like, <laughs> oh, that was like, oh, well, you could have possibly got just like smoked, like stomped, yeah, like talking like we had maybe nineteen percent inked and they had like oh, man. something. I'm not even kidding. I have never seen that. I wanted. To, <laughs> I was like, I think I need to stop playing for right now. Nasty. No, I. See that happened to me too, but then I realized it was still my my like uh, Splatfest team, so I was like, oh, okay, it's yeah. fine. But no, I definitely had a couple matches where I was like, oh, I haven't really left the base. I haven't been able to leave the base. Oh God, um, yeah. This is this is not fun. Or um, my favorite my favorite thing is um, the debate that's been happening since Splatoon One, which is when do you ink the base? Which um, yeah, I I don't think this is that hard. Ink the base at the beginning. Yeah, for the most part, like, it makes it harder for the enemy to get in, so they can't like fucking camp there. I don't know. At least ink like yeah, most yeah, of it. I, like if you go back and get some nicks and crannies when you respawn or whatever, that's fine. But like, yeah, I had a moment. Save some of it for special. Yeah. yeah, I had a moment where I was like, maybe I should like go for the neutral first and then like go back and do that later. But like. I feel like when I've done that, I still haven't been that successful. It's about the same. So I'm just like, whatever, I'm inking this first. I'm getting my fucking special and whatever. I, I use roller or ink brush most of the time, by the way. So it's basically my job to begin with. Yeah. 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 No, rollers are so fun. You just paint shit. It's, 
it's great. I'm I'm a bucket person or slosher person because no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's it's basically a shotgun. Um, even though they have a shotgun, yeah, <laughs> weapon. There's so many weapons in this game. I was actually like shocked because I mean because the last time I played was Splatoon one. Right. So yeah, I was like, oh shit, there's a lot of different guns in this game. But um, yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying the game. There's a lot of shit to do in it this time around. I know that. Um, people's complaints about the last couple of Splatoon games is there's not enough to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I, I mean, I've had fun with the first one, right? But, like, the campaign's really good. It's, like, a shit ton more levels, I feel like. Yeah. I think I think the first Splatoon, I beat it in, like, a day or two because it wasn't very long. It was pretty quick. But, yeah, this one is really fun. And they have, like, a horde mode with the Salmon Run thing, which is super fun. Salmon Run is, like, the best time waster in the world. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's but, also like a yeah. good way to try out other weapons you wouldn't normally because they always give you like two yeah. good ones and two that are like absolutely dog shit for a salmon run. And so, yeah. <laughs> the, dude, the Splatana is like really hard sometimes in salmon yeah. run because I'm like, there's too many of these motherfuckers. I can't do, be out here looking like fucking Dante from Devil May Cry. I can't do this right now. Like, <laughs> please stop it. I. I, there's some we- that's the thing though is I love about this game is there's some weapons like I don't even want to touch because I've used them and I'm like this sucks yeah. like I don't know how- who uses this like the really really big splat roller kills me because okay. the the wind up on it is so long like so I just we just had like an argument about this with Zach <laughs> because we all use roller for the most part like I use the ink brush too which I get clowned on for but it's fun and it has oh the ink brush is so it fun. has killer whale and I don't want to hear it I'm having a good time but um, <laughs> we were using the flings a roller for a little while um, because it had the mines and everything and those are actually really mm-hmm. good like when you get the um, tricolor battles because you can put it like on the beacon basically or the signal and then when they mm. go for the signal they stand right in the mine and it blows up on them but right. um we Zach was like I feel like the flings it sucks cuz it doesn't cover as much and like it takes as long as the fucking uh dynamo roller and I was like you're so full of shit and he like made a big deal of <laughs> using the dynamo roller and, like, he did fine because oh Zach does God. good with bulky weapons. But he's like, see, it, like, works and it's so good. And I'm like, you mm. can keep that. You can have it. I don't want okay. it. You can have it. I, I use that shit for, like, ten matches in a row, right? Mm. And I didn't do bad. It just does not feel good. Oh, like, it, it just gross. doesn't. It's so chunky. Like, I like having my mobility. Yeah. So, like, like. At least, like, with the slosher. The slosher is so cheap, because it's like a shotgun with, like, the fastest fire rate in the world. <laughs> so, you can just splat somebody a couple times, whip around them, and then get them from the back if they're not paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, the big roller isn't bad, but it is kind of funny, because what makes it good is that it's a one-shot. So, like, you can just, if you pop up on the people at the right time, I've gotten, like, triple kills with it. Like, I get it. I get why he likes it. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's funny, because it's, like, it just feels like... <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to play this game right now when I use this weapon. Like, I would much rather be using something else. Right. So, like, yeah, I I respect the rollers, but that one roller, I'm just like, it's too fucking big. It's just too much. I I prefer the ones where I can, like, fling it really fast. Or, like, exactly, yeah. like the paintbrush, where, like, 
I like doing the paintbrush where you just like swoop behind somebody and then just like mash the fucking R button and beat the shit. It's out really of funny. It's brush. <laughs> it's it's. I I I'm glad you like that weapon because I actually used that for a while. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started playing again, I was like, oh okay, this is great. But I most recently I'm using the slosher and I I was telling Cal before this where we started recording, but the arrow spray is the cheapest fucking gun I've ever used in any game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a it's 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 a machine gun. But, like, it has stupid range, and its ink consumption is almost nothing. Um, and it has, like, burst grenades, and you get the fucking dolphin thing. Like, it's it's absolutely stupid. So, um, yeah, basically, use whatever weapon you want to, especially the cheap ones. Because, yeah. because listen, half the, pe- half the people playing this game are, like, nine anyway, and you're going you're gonna to want to whoop their asses. Yeah. So... We always show joke these boss. when we win. We're like, oh yeah, beat up those kids. <laughs> sure showed them <laughs> this Hell yeah. <laughs> game. <laughs> fucking got that fucking twelve year old. I I I remember like like I think a couple years ago, my brother his he, he was telling me, he's like, Yeah, um my nephew I mean I'm sorry, my son, my other brother, not Shavar. But oh, okay. he was like, Yeah, my my son wants to enter a Splatoon tournament. And like I helped him I helped him like enter the tournament. But I was kind of laughing because I was like, I should, I should enter it. <laughs> I should enter it. He's like, he's like ten and he's entering it. Shit, I should. Enter You're like, shit. I, I like, I like uh, ruining kids' dreams. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a really fun idea. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it though. It's, it's fun. I, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the Nintendo exclusive of the past like few years where I'm like, yeah, I fuck with this. Yeah. Like y'all did a good job on this. Um. I I know they have at least two years of support coming for it, which I think is good. I hope that they kind of, I I, I kind of hope they just keep this game going until the next console comes out. Yeah, because I feel like that would just benefit them to just keep this game like running. I don't care if you repeat Splatfest; that's fine. Right. Like I personally don't give a shit as long as you keep them going. But yeah, I um, I, I I like that this is the most original thing Nintendo's done in a while. But also, I was looking into the development of it and just how many ideas they threw against the fucking wall until they landed on squids that shoot ink is kind of funny. Cause like they used to be rabbits, I think like they were like, bunnies. Oh, no. um, like, yeah, they were like bunnies that like would swim through the ink. And then one of the developers, like one of the people who's like the main, like leading, like leading on the team was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would bunnies swim through ink? Yeah. So finally somebody was like, let's make them squids. And they were like, okay, these squids look kind of fucking creepy. Let's make them anthropomorphic. They're like, yeah, yeah. Let's make them. Let's make them people too. So then that won't be as weird. That's hilarious. And then, yeah, they're like, yeah, we can't a... scare the kids. Ba- basically, like it, it was so funny because like their idea, like they had the idea for like you know you have to cover the ground with the ink and all that stuff, but the squid part didn't come until like way later, which I think is so fascinating. So funny. Like, yeah, it's it's great, and also like like the squids were there like after like the cat characters and shit. So like, that's why those characters are there. Cause like it was more about like furry animals and they kind of just right. left them in there, which is so very interesting. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, but yeah, I, I like that game a lot. And you know, I, I hope, I hope anybody who has a switch can buy it. Cause then it's like, yeah, this is a game you'll actually enjoy for a long time. Um, if you don't like Kirby and, Mario, which you're kind of crazy if you don't, but you know, yeah, I respect I mean, it, I guess. Each but. their own. <laughs> um, 
Kirby's pretty fucking good. But yeah. <laughs> Kirby is superior. Um, the new game was yes. really fun. Uh, you should play it. But yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like. I feel like there's such like a good community behind Splatoon right now too. Like I feel like for the most part, people are pretty like a supportive of people who are like just getting into it or be mm-hmm. like just really enjoy talking about it and not like. I don't know. I say community instead of fandom because, like, I feel like fandom just has negative connotations now. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It's hard. To, it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, people make good fan works for it. People have a good time with it. People are generally pretty chill about it. And also, you can't like scream at each other online, so that probably does help to an extent. Probably helps. Even though it's hard yeah. not to communicate with people, and they're like, "Use your app," and I'm like, "No." I won't. No, and I think I think it's funny because they you can tell they kind of want people to talk about it um, in like other forums, I guess, because they have like the little online community thing. They try to interact with people on Twitter, but you're right. I mean, like people do seem generally like pretty like nice because there's been a debate about. I mean, it's been a debate since the game came out, right? Which I think it's so funny because I feel like it's like. People, so, okay, if people haven't played Splatoon, the default controls give you motion controls. Oh, yeah. So you have to move the controller around to, like, aim the stick anywhere but left and right. Like, left and right, you use the, like, right stick to do it, but, like, everywhere else, you, like, move the controller around. Um, and that's, like, how the developer, quote-unquote, intended for the game to be played. But they also put in a motion where you can just use it like a regular third-person shooter. Um, <laughs> but every time one of these games comes out, or, like, when people are getting into the game, it comes up, people are like, don't use the sticks. Use motion controls. Like they're more accurate. It's like a it's like a mouse, but with motion controls. And I, I'm fairly. I, I use sticks. I don't care. I'm not using motion controls. That sounds like a lot more work, and I did not enjoy it that much when I used it. I, I get the idea, but I just like the game more. But I haven't seen anybody like jump up anybody's ass, which is kind of nice. I've seen people yeah. mostly be like, "Use what works for you." But I I think that this works a lot better. And then you have people in the comments be like, "No," and they're like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> I've seen a couple people get like almost heated about it, and then they remember they're getting like heated about a fucking squid kid game, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> it's not that serious." Yeah, <laughs> they calm down. I think that does a lot to like calm people down. It's like it's really not that serious unless you're playing competitively, which it doesn't have a super big competitive scene for the most part. So right. Um. But yeah, it's always funny to me because people are like, you should use motion motion controls. And I'm like, I get the worst motion sickness like in the entire fucking world. I I got House Flipper to like play to unwind and it is good at unwinding me, but I get motion sick like five minutes into that shit. Like I just immediately feel ill. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. And then people want me to play Splatoon with motion controls and like whip it around all the time. And no, I'm not. not doing that i'm sorry that's what i'm saying i'm i'm sorry i i can't do it man like like you're you're right my head can't like focus on enough because when you do it like i don't know for people who've like played like first person shooters on like computer it's like how you know every time you move the mouse it moves like directly with it and like when you use sticks it's not as accurate i guess but like one i've just been using that since i was like five like i'm used to the controller so i'm not gonna like i don't know it's just easier for me but also too, like, there's a there's a big thing where people are like, but if you use motion controls, you have auto aim, like, isn't like it kind of auto locks on people sometimes, right? 
Um, I would like to put out there that I do not suck at video games, so I don't need that. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not a scrub. I don't. I don't. I don't need. You, I don't need auto aim. Um, but I think it's also funny because like the hit scan in this game isn't like super like accurate. So because everything is a fucking paint, everything's paint. Right. So you don't need to be like dumb accurate anyway. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of a funny argument. It's like everything is splash damage. Like every <laughs> everything in the game Literally. is splash damage. So <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that that's just a funny argument because it's like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter that much. Like, right. like I don't know. It's a silly, goofy game, but the community does seem to be pretty accepting of people being like. Well, this works better for me, so. Like, yeah, 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 I guess you could do that. And they'll, like, try to convince you uh, for the rest of your time playing the game. But they will also respect that you don't use them. I don't know, man. Like, I played Overwatch with fucking sick, you know? Like, I don't feel the need to, like, have motion controls or mouse controls or whatever. And I think it probably would have made things a lot worse for me if I had played it like that initially. Just because oh, yeah. I would have gotten sick and not wanted to. So. Right, right, exactly. Like, I don't know, et cetera, et cetera. Play games the way that it works for you. This is a the ad nauseum conversation. Which which controller helps you cheat better? None of them. You just suck at the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have a good yeah. time. Work on improvement. Uh, do what <laughs> works for you. Uh, don't. If you can't aim, don't use a weapon that requires you to aim. That's what I do. I cannot fucking yeah. aim. I don't care about the motion controls because I don't fucking aim. I use a roller or a brush, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Why 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 aim when you literally don't have to? I don't know. Yeah. It's it's very simple. <laughs> and Salmon runs like, here's a sniper weapon. And I'm like, wow, that's fucking crazy, bro. I'm going to use this close range. <laughs> He's like, that's awesome. I'm gonna walk right up to them and shove it like in their <laughs> face. Yeah, I, I feel that. I um, <laughs> there's a mission in the in the story mode that's kind of funny, where um, they give you a sniper. One has a scope and one doesn't, and they're like, shoot this balloon in the middle. Um, you have to. Well, yeah, you, it's like kill all the targets in one hit. So you're supposed to like shoot a balloon that's in the middle. So I tried it without the scope, and like I failed twice, and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> If you get the scope, it takes like two seconds because it's like, yeah, you can just zoom all the way the fuck in and hit the thing. It's, yeah, it's like, come on, what are you trying to do? But um, I do want to talk about just another video game thing because it's funny. Um, so GTA 6, Grand Theft Auto 6, um, the sequel to a game that only hasn't been developed because the previous game, GTA 5, is a fucking cash cow that um, is not going to die anytime soon um so gta 6 which has been in development for a minute got leaked um we learned this week that it, we, we learned the same week actually because it happened last week but we learned this week that it was done by a 17 year old which is kind of funny um which also adds up because duh a kid would do that for the shit for shits and giggles but um probably one of the biggest leaks in like gaming history probably so far um there have been some pretty big ones recently but basically like all of the gameplay elements got leaked. Um, a lot of stuff that was rumored got confirmed, um, like the the female protagonist, and that you would still be switching between characters. Um, some of the stuff, like shooting, changing stuff, the setting, um, what the game would look like, how it would feel, what, what you would play, like literally everything about the game leaked. I think like ten ten thousand lines of source code got leaked. 
Um, I didn't realize yeah. it was that extensive. Like, I knew it was, like, a big leak, but I didn't know right. it was, like, all that in a bag of chips. That's fucking insane. <laughs> so it happened at, like, 1 a.m. Um, on whatever day it was. I think it was last Sunday. But, well, like, technically, like, Monday morning, right? So I, like, have not been sleeping very well, so I'll just get up in the middle of the night. So I checked my phone, and I, like, woke up as it was happening. Oh so on Twitter, you probably can't find much of the footage unless you go to other websites now, because it's all been taken down. But there were, like, hundreds of videos up because people were just downloading the videos and uploading them. But, like, you can tell it's early footage. It's not, like, hand cam footage. It's, like, recording of the game, like, somebody playing the game. There's, like, you can tell the game's not finished. Like, there's not textures on stuff, on a lot of stuff, which brought up another dumb conversation about graphics are the first thing done in video games, which just isn't true. Um, but, yeah, so this is a big deal because, like I said earlier, like, GTA is probably, like, not even probably, I'm pretty sure it's like the best selling game of the past like decade, which is why they haven't released the sequel because they're still doing the online mode. So the sequel to this was pretty anticipated and they were probably going to reveal it soon, right? Right. But yeah, um, like the whole ass game pretty much leaked, like, which is like unprecedented because like even they were like, yeah, a third party got into our shit and we, we, we're still going to tell you guys about the game. We're still going to release it. But um, yeah, that was, they were like, yeah, this is definitely real. Because for like an hour, people were like, is this real? Like, no, this is just GTA 5 footage people like edited. And it was like, no, this is, <laughs> they just leaked the whole last game. Like, yes. <laughs> so um, it brought up a lot of conversations about like, you know, like, yeah, you know, you feel sorry for people who like worked on it because their work got leaked or whatever. Um, I think it's. I think it's just funny because people like to, I think it's funny that people are like passing judgment on a game that literally isn't done yet. Yeah. That's um, wild. You see, you see people being like, the graphics look bad. I'm like, my guy, the game isn't God. done. <laughs> the game literally isn't done. Holy or they're shit. like, this animation looked weird. The game isn't done. <laughs> God. Like, it yeah, a lot of a lot of that came on the up. screen, and they're like, "I don't know about the these graphics," and it's like, "Wow, it's almost like they're placeholders, bro." It's crazy. Right, like in the corner, like because like literally in the corner of the footage, you can literally see like it's supposed to be telling like whatever location they walked into or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's like zeros and ones and like placeholder text and shit. Like it's obviously like not even close to finish, and you have people being like. Wow, this looks just like the last game. And I'm like, oh my fucking god. Jesus Christ. Like, we haven't even we've literally seen nothing. So um the kid has been arrested uh since the leak happened, because I think the cybercrime people got him. But uh yeah, so uh, basically a 17-year-old hacked one of the biggest uh gaming companies ever um and just leaked their whole shit. So you know, brought up a lot of arguments about how this is bad for the game because now it'll get delayed, even though the developer's like, we're not going to delay anything. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, or the game could get changed, which, I mean, the game's going to get changed anyway. So, I and mean. fucking, like, pre-alpha. It like, it's going to yeah. get changed as they, like, oh. figure out what it needs. Exactly. And I don't know. It, it brought up a lot of stuff. But, like, like, as somebody who also doesn't know shit about game development and I just, like, watch and read a lot of stuff, it's kind of funny seeing how much, like, people who, like, play games for like hundreds of hours like a year like don't know shit about game development yeah. <laughs> like like they they actually don't know anything about it like how much stuff changes late in development how much stuff is like dropped from like two or three years after they started development how many games have been redeveloped like 
four years in development, even though the release release date is like two years later. Like it, it's it's just like kind of funny because like I, I don't know. Like this game, I feel like I saw some people talking. I think some people think they've only been working on it for like six months or something. This is definitely something they've been working on for like at least like two or three years. Like <laughs> like I know this is insane to some people, but like I think some people don't understand that like even if somebody has a game out or they have they're about to have a game come out, they're still working on other games. Like they're not like all hands on deck for GTA five for the next twenty years. Like <laughs> there's like core people working on stuff. So I don't know. It it brought up a lot of bad faith conversations about, you know, well, this isn't done yet and this doesn't look good and you know we're waiting so long for this, even about something that's unfinished. And just reminds me of like bad conversations about crunch and um, the resurgence that Cyberpunk 2077 is having because the game actually fucking functions and works well now and is actually a decent game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like the crunch didn't need to happen with that game either. And if they just baked it in the oven a little longer, it would have been fine. <laughs> it would have been okay. So I don't know. I just see a lot of like, wah, game developers don't work hard enough. And then, you know, yeah. you see the results of them being crunched to death. So I don't know. I, I hope this doesn't make anybody at Rockstar have to crunch or it doesn't like get anybody like super punished because yeah. that would suck to like, you know, have a bunch of people who like lose their jobs or whatever. But yeah, no, it is. It is just kind of funny to see like a lot of people play games, but a lot of people don't know anything about games. Like it's it's pretty. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we have that other uh video game news right with like um donkey and his fucking indie publishing uh okay yeah video game donkey i enjoy his i enjoy some of his videos he's been kind of a he's been kind of a i feel like he's been trolling people recently uh, people who like anime games because he doesn't like anime games he's been kind of just being a dick for no reason because he he, uh he spoiled a pretty big plot point in xenoblade chronicles 3 um, just like casually in his review video oh of the game, God. which, which he, he did because he doesn't care about the game. That's kind of um, that's kind of fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. No, it was no, it was a dick move, right? But then he went on Twitter and was pretending that people just didn't like the video because he didn't like the game, oh which was not what people were upset. There were some people, right, who were like, he hates anime games, but it was more so a lot of people being like, bro, I wasn't done with the game yet. What the fuck? Yeah. But um, which is funny. That's like a hundred hour long RPG, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> So um, he is starting a game publishing company, like an indie game publishing company. And I, I watched the video and like, I get it. Cause people were like, we can't tell if this is a joke or not. Right. And it wasn't a joke. And cause I saw the video, I saw the video thumbnail and was like, Oh, this has got to be a joke. Right. And then I finished the video and I was like, Oh shit, it's not a joke. So um, he basically said like, he knows how to pick the good games. So I think that this will be a really funny thing because this is another thing where like a critic goes into game publishing mm-hmm. um, and pretends that they know what they're doing, right? Because he's a critic. He's not like a game developer yeah. or something. He was, for people who don't know, Dunkey was like a league player for a long time oh. before he even started doing all the other. Yeah, if you go back in his YouTube catalog, like a few years, most of his videos are league stuff. And then he has a big video where he, calls league like the worst fucking game in the world oh and he never plays he never plays league again and it, all his other videos are like no league ever it's really funny funny detail when you talk about the guy who's going into game publishing yeah but um <laughs> yeah so and also that he was a league player but <laughs> yeah. um yeah so i think my only thing with this is that i feel like the only reason people are being mean mean to him about it which includes me 
is because he's very critical of other games. Like he's incredibly critical. And he also took credit for things that he shouldn't have taken credit for in that video. Like he was kind of like, I've made some of these games popular, which were like indie games that were incredibly popular before he played them, or he just happened to play them when everybody else was playing them. And he was a popular YouTuber, which that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I think he was kind of implying like, Oh yeah, people played undertale because of me. And it's like, no, people play undertale because they're gay. So I, <laughs> I, you know, which like I get it. His Undertale videos like is one of his most popular ones, and it. And when I talk to some people, they did hear about Undertale through Donkey, right? right? But I don't think it's fair to say like because you found good games and played them, you know how to select good games. So I'm just curious to see what games he publishes. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm really curious because I'm like, okay, you talked a lot of shit. Now you got another for shut up. Because yeah. I feel like it's the equivalent of like a film critic being like, well, I can make a movie. And then it having the chance to be dog shit. It's almost like people are wanting to watch you fail. Yeah. So I feel like he kind of walked into that one just being who he is with his criticisms. Mm-hmm. Which like, I, which is funny because like I watch his videos like whenever I remember to, right? And I do think he's pretty funny most of the time. But sometimes I do think a lot of his stuff is like, yeah, it's because you're a, you're a video game player and not somebody who's like in the in development process right, right? so like I, I don't know i'm curious to see where it goes i just think he was being like very like cocky about it because he's like i've played i know what a good game is and it's like yeah everybody thinks they know what a good game is and some of them only play sword art online games so i think you're gonna need to have to back that up yeah. to something else <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was picking zach's brain about it because i was like i don't know like i don't know that much about like game development in general i follow a few game devs but it's mostly for like individual novel kind of things like it's not yeah a large scale game for the most part and a lot of them have put out really good games and stuff you know and like yeah. i was talking to zach and he was like well you know like he it is just technically like producing it so he yeah. has to have some kind of capital there's probably some kind of backing that he hopefully has already otherwise yes. it may be like i think Zach said it was Rooster Teeth. I can't remember, but they were going to do a video game publishing thing and then nothing ever came of it. Like they just straight up didn't do anything after. So like it was announced and then they were like, yeah, we're going to do that. And then like it never happened. Um, If it's not Rooster Teeth, don't crucify me. uh, Whoever's listening to this. I can't remember. (laughs) It was a long conversation. I was playing Splatoon while (laughs) we were having it. Um, But I don't know. Like it kind of makes me curious how it's going to go just in the sense of like will they actually have a game that comes out of it because apparently it's a pretty common thing for people who like talk about video games on youtube or on their podcast or whatever and they're like you know Mm -hmm. what i like games i could help with a game but like financially or whatever and then they get into it and they realize it's a lot bigger than they realized or like whatever funding they have like doesn't work out whatever the reason you know maybe they don't do it at all like i said in that thing so i don't know yeah it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see overall i do think some yeah. of the reactions have been especially hilarious about it slash all right i guess i guess we have to get into more berserk yeah i guess i guess that is technically what we talk about so i'll <laughs> i'll go ahead and let cal jump into our summary and i'm gonna do the second chapter today which is um Definitely not um, 
something that Mira shoved too much shit into. No, so. it's fine. No. I I'm like partially wondering if he was trying to like get it into like one issue of Shonen Jump or something like that or whatever the fuck it was in. It wasn't in Shonen Jump, but you know what I mean. Like whatever publication it was a part of. If they're like, can you just like condense <laughs> and put it in there? And he's like, yeah, okay, right. Um, like yeah, hey, the pacing. Um, can we just pick that up for now? We have like a we got we got some shit to do next year. Yeah, we got deadlines, bro. Um, anyway, so last time, as always, if you uh, want full details on this, go back and listen to the last episode. We talk about all this at length. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, recap this pretty concisely because mo- most of it can be broken down into a couple things, but um. We finally had a moment with Casca and Guts where they both have sex for the first time. Um, and everything went great. Nothing went Congratulations. wrong. It was all fine. Um, yeah. No, but they have sex for the first time and it's not, you know, it's very imperfect. Um, Guts does not know how to have sex and neither does Casca. So they're both kind of fumbling through it, making a lot of mistakes. And in, in Guts's case uh, about halfway through he has a trauma flashback to um when he was a kid and when he was sexually assaulted and uh because of this flashback he has kind of a short break from reality where he can't really tell what is actually real and what is in his head Mm -hmm. and it all kind of melts together and during these flashbacks while he's experiencing this while he's having all these emotions he starts to choke Casca out uh, because he views her as like a younger version of himself um, once he realizes what he's doing he immediately drops her and she's like what the fuck bro like what's going on um, we're having a good time man. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were having sex and then I was uh, suffocating but um, he has basically a complete breakdown and tells her everything that happened just kind of dumps it in her lap unintentionally but is like gives her his life story tells her about Gambino tells her about um, you know his sexual assault about everything afterwards and he's you know pretty broken by the end of it and uh, only snaps out of it when she like reaches out to touch him which is of course one of his triggers um and once he realizes what he's done, he's like, um, I should go. I don't, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, this was your first time bad, and right? I did whatever the fuck that was. I'm so sorry. And she, you know, she comes over and she hugs him and he's kind of like, I mean, like, if we, if we do this at this point, like, it's just licking each other's wounds. And then we get a very corny line of Costco being like, well, that's fine, and I want you to give. I want you to give me. Stab me with your dick. Yeah, basically, she's like, "I want you to give me a wound," and I'm like, "Great, <laughs> good, good line read, everyone." Um, uh, yes. But they actually have sex after that, and it is actually very tender and very sweet, and so it's not a complete wash. They have, you know, there was something meaningful that came out of it, and they both became a lot closer throughout the process of Guts, you know, basically venting his entire life at Costco. So, yeah, that's where we left off last time. Um, they both were... Pleasant. Yeah, yeah. both post-coitus, um, having a little <laughs> nap together. And then um, 
when we come into our current chapter, which uh, if you are following along with physical copies, it is volume 10 or volume 4 of the deluxe editions. Um, and it is the first chapter of that. If you are reading on our Totally Legal website, it is chapter Yes. Uh, our Totally Legal website is readbizzerk.com if you want to follow along but don't have a physical copy. Um, so it's the next morning. And Guts and Casca are still kind of, you know, hanging around, laying, enjoying the afterglow, processing everything. And Casca is like, you know, she's still kind of like marveling at it because they actually had, you know, good sex at the end of it. And it wasn't just Guts, um, <laughs> like, jackhammering into her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Having sex with a teenage boy. Yeah. And she, you know, she turns over and kind of teases him a little. And she was like, so that was like your first time too, right? And he's like, I, I don't want, he like rolls over kind of embarrassed. Like, I don't want to talk about it. And she's like, well, you were pretty rough first. So it was kind of frantic, but you know, it's understandable given everything that you told me. And she's like, and I mean, that's why you don't like being touched by anyone, right? Because all of that happened to you. And Guts tells her, he's like, well, you know, like, it never mattered with you. And she's confused at first. She's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, like, back when you first saved my life, like, at that time, it didn't set me off. But it was only fine when it was with you. So yeah. we get that kind of touching moment. Um, she's. And that was, uh, that was whenever... Um... Griffith made her do it, right? Yes, yeah. That was, like, back at okay. the beginning where Judo was telling, like, Guts, and he's like, yeah, Griffith said it's, like, a woman's job to, like, <laughs> to, like, lay with a wounded yeah. soldier or whatever, and it's like, okay, yeah. all right, I'm glad. Early early notes about Griffith, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the 16-year-olds <laughs> are having a great time here. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they have, like, another kind of sweet moment, and as they're, like, starting to get up and get ready to leave, she's like, hey, like, you know, now that we've had this experience and, like, now that everything's, like, Gucci, like, you can stay, right? Like, after we rescued Griffith, you can stay with the Band of the Hawk and, like, with all our homies, and it'll be like it used to be. And immediately, like, no thought behind it. Guts is like, no. Just, like, immediately no. shuts her down. And he's like, I, I want to draw a very clear line. Like, I want these things to be separate, and I can't stay here. Um... And then he starts his uh, little kind of flashback monologue. And he's like, um, you know, like, they're, they're on the cliff area still. And there's the waterfall in the background. And he's like, you know, I, there's like a really cool waterfall where I was like training for the past year. <laughs> and <laughs> I only point that out because I thought it was such a funny transition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was, I, I kind of wondered about this part, too. I'm like, I know it's probably translated funny, but that's just a funny-ass transition. Yeah. He's like, uh, waterfall. Oh, there is one here, too, huh? <laughs> He's like, man, waterfalls. You know, back where I was this past year. But, um, you know, we get our little flashback panels, and we cut to Guts standing at the bottom of the waterfall he was describing. And there's just, like, this huge, like, pile of logs that comes crashing down at him. And he's trying to hit them with his sword. Um, and we cut to a young girl. She's probably, like, I don't know, like, six or seven. 
And she's like yeah. looking down at him after he just got his ass beat by a bunch of logs. And he's like <laughs> in the shallows. And she's like, you, hey, you broke your stupid sword. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I did. Because yeah. she was helping him. I think it was like some training thing he set up. And he was like, I need you to like cut this rope <laughs> when when I say so. And, but um fucking weirdo i know i'm just like that's I, I need you to figure out a new training regimen for real um yeah, don't involve the child next time i don't it's fine see, he, see like when he was a kid um <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but um we cut back to this uh pretty quaint like little log cabin in the mountains and we're inside this forge area and we get to meet um, Godo, who is a blacksmith uh, who works in this area. And he, I guess he found Guts um, after he got his ass beat by something else. And he's like, well, like when I found you, you like acted like you were dead for a week. And then you went back <laughs> out and you almost killed yourself again. So like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. Um, yeah, and, take care of your dumbass. Yes, I know. He's like a very grumpy old man kind of character, but um, he looks kind of like the um, the blacksmith from um, Dark Souls. Yeah, kind of like that. Imagine him with like a bandana on his head or something. Yeah, yeah and a little. Yeah, definitely. Um, but gets you know he doesn't want to talk about his bad choices, and he's like, uh, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> why are you like a blacksmith here, like all alone in the mountains?" And Goto's like, I, I mean, I'm not alone. My kid's with me. And he's like, also, there's like, you know, there's a lot of good resources around here. Uh, they even say like the elves used to live here and use them a long time ago. And Guts is kind of like, huh, okay. And there's like this <laughs> silence, like <laughs> like a very weighty pause. Wink, wink. Yeah. And then Guts is like, hey, Goto. <laughs> Why are you a blacksmith? Because he's asking the hard-hitting questions today. <laughs> um, Goto's like, well, you know, like, my family's been blacksmithing since, like, my great-great-grandfather. So it's, like, a tradition. And Gus is like, do you like doing it? And Goto's like, I don't know. His kid is like, I like it. I want to be a blacksmith when I grow up, <laughs> which I thought was very cute. But, um, you know, Gus is kind of perplexed by Goto's answer. He's like, you don't know. Like, what do you mean? And Goto's like, well, you know, like before I even really knew how to walk, I would, had a hammer in my hand. And before I could decide if I liked it or not, I had already started. And then I was so busy trying to improve. And then suddenly I was just like old and I don't know where all the time went. So mm. I've, I've basically been at this since birth. And just like folks who don't know why they're alive, I don't know why I keep hammering. Um, and Guts is like, well, it's deep. Um, he's like, that sounds cool, man. Yeah, he's like, that's rad. He's 18 years old. He's like, that is the coolest <laughs> shit I've heard in my life. Um, <laughs> if that's not the dopest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping bars over here. <laughs> but um, Goto does that. He's like, oh, there, you know, there is one thing I like about being a blacksmith. I, I like the sparks that come from, you know, the metal. And I, I get engulfed in them and it feels like my own life is springing into the air before my eyes. And Guts also thinks this is a very cool line because he's uh, thinking about it later when he's out in his little training field. And he's like, 
you know, kind of contemplating where he's at in life, like why he left. And he's like, I guess like the sword is all there is for me. And like, is this like what a dream is to me? And he, he thinks about Griffith and he's like, it's not like concrete, like what Griffith wants, you know, it's not like some grand thing. And it's definitely not like a destination I have in mind. But this is like, it's close to me. It's like part of my body and who I am. It's how I've kept myself alive, you know, at, no matter what situation I threw myself into. This has always been next to me. Um, no matter like who I've lost, like whether it was Gambino or when I met Griffith and when I parted with them, you know, fucking Zod, <laughs> like all this shit that I've been through, like all these unforgettable things that have happened to me. I've always had this sword in my hand the whole time. And he said, um, he says, no, actually, compared to what my hands touch, my swords touch a thousand times more. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you have hit a lot more people with that than you have with your yeah. I guess that's a point. But yeah. he's like, you know, this has been my life, basically. And he thinks about the Sparks line that Godot just told him. And he's like, you know, maybe I'm drawn in by that, too. Like, when swords clash, there's so Sparks. And you can see life there for a moment. And he said, um, maybe when I wield the sword, maybe it's different from the dream Griffith talks about. But for no one else's sake, without being swept up, this time it's by my own will. Making my own sparks even just for an instance. And he's kind of content with that answer, you know. And we come back to the present time. And he's still talking to Casca. He's done his whole, like, little monologue. And he's like, you know, it might not be, like, a worthwhile reason. But it's, like, it's my thing. And I found it. And I'm not letting go of it. And he's like, I'll stick around until we rescue Griffith and, like, rebuild stuff. But after that, like, I need to go out. I need to challenge myself. I need to fight stronger people. And if I stay, like, it's just too comfortable. I can't, like, tr trust myself to someone else again. And I can't hang off someone else's dream. Like, every battle needs to be my own. And Asuka uh, fucking laughs at him. <laughs> she just starts laughing her <laughs> ass off. And he's like... Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> she's like, huh? and she's like, oh man, that was like really grand. And it must have taken all your brains to think up that little speech. <laughs> and it's not like you. It's, it's actually like Griffith. And Guts is like, huh? And then she throws a handful of leaves into his face and stands up <laughs> and starts playing into him, which I think she has every right to, honestly, at this point. Uh -huh. And she's like, uh -huh. you guys are the fucking same. It's all about your dreams and yourself, and it's the fucking same whether I'm here or not, and you're just going to leave again, and you fucking knew that. So just, like, go, go and fight, go and die like a fucking dog, go die with your fucking beloved sword, I don't give a shit. And um, Guts has a new tactic for getting Casca to stop ranting at him, and it's to uh, cop a feel on her boob. And embarrass her. <laughs> so uh, because they're still twenty. <laughs> yeah, I love our feminist king. Um, yeah. yeah, but you know she's embarrassed and she cuts off to like be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" But he before she can get too into that, he's like, "You know, you should come with. You should come with me." And she's like stunned for a moment. She's like, "What? 
the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, like, I don't know, you know, what's going on, but like, I don't know, like if being with you is going to get in the way of what I want to do or like the opposite, I can't tell. Um, and then uh, King of Romance, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> but at any, <laughs> at any rate right now, I can't have you enough. And I want to have you hundreds, thousands of times from here on. That's what I'm thinking right now. And she's just like, I know. I, I read this and I was like, that's cringe, bro. Like, I, get I was like, bro, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I no, no. He's like, I, I maybe don't know what I want, but I know I do want to keep fucking you. Um, Basically. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you're fucking stupid, man. And he's like, yeah, I know. Um, and, you know, this is their dynamic, so... They share a kiss and we zoom out of that lovely moment. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite part of this chapter. Yeah, Sorry. No, it's, <laughs> um, so like the chapter should end here, but instead we get like another little flashback that's basically completely unrelated. And, uh, it's apparently three days ago and it's in this like thick forest that's all along the Midland border and some shit went down. Uh, there were these two foresters who are just minding their business, chopping down trees, and they look up and they see this fucking cobra monster, like, <laughs> ascend above the trees, and it just, like, mm. pops out, and they're just like, what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, He's just, like, over the trees, dude. He's just, like... Hanging. <laughs> um, but... You know, we get a final, like, closing page, and it's uh, it says, Now something beyond human knowledge has begun to stir. And it's mostly black page, but there's a small panel with the bailet sitting in, like, the shallows of a stream. And yes. that Swash. is Swash. that chapter. Yes. End of chapter 48 on the legal website. Um, yeah, I like that little reference to like oh yeah you know the egg went through the sewer turns out sewers go outside oh, so um, i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate that being followed up on um no so now we're going into the next chapter um infiltrating uh windham chapter one so i i guess you're gonna have to wonder what we're doing for this chapter but guess what that the infiltrating windham part doesn't really happen yeah that doesn't actually happen. so <laughs> so yeah so you know, forget all that stuff about Costco and, and Guts. We, we're, we're going to a completely different place now. We're going into the mind of Griffith. Yeah, that's right. We started off this chapter with Griffith, who we haven't really heard from since, you know, he got, um, you know, set up by his um, ableist caricature uh, torturer. But um, I'm just going to go ahead and read this part straight. And this is kind of him looking back on his childhood. So um, it shows a bunch of kids in, like, pretend armor, you know, hitting each other with clubs and stuff like that. But it says, you know, the small battles we fought on the cobblestone when we were still young, the small victory, victories we achieved, the many sparkling junk spoils we plundered with, you know, some pictures of seashells and a little Pinocchio-looking wooden toy. And, you know, we see all these kids playing and then they're running away. And then we see a, a young Griffith, very young, maybe about like, you know, seven or eight or something, looking up at the tower in Wyndham, the, the, the tower that we've been in several times, the castle, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he's kind of staring up at it in awe, you know, staring up from the back of the alley, from the back alley of brothels and taverns where the sun never shines. I saw something shimmering against the setting sun. It was the brightest thing I'd ever seen. I made up my mind the junk I would get my get for myself would be that thing. You know, the dream, the moment his dream was born, you know, running around as a kid in Wyndham. 
and we get this beautiful shot to him, you know, further down this page, you know, it's just a side shot of Griffith, long flowing hair. Definitely not, you know, what he looks like now since the last time we saw him. Yeah, <laughs> um, but then we, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a second. So then we go to the, the present and we see a drop fall, a drop of water falling into a pond. And, you know, Griffith is, Griffith is starting to think about darkness and deep darkness and how long has he been there? It must've been an eternity. But it all seems like an instant, you know, talking about his torture. All of his senses are numb and he can't feel anything. He can't even feel his body. He doesn't know what's going on. All he feels is emptiness. And only one thing is vivid to him. And the one thing is very obvious we see in this next uh, double page where it's a lightning strike with, you know, an image of guts. You know, the last time that Griffith saw him, basically. He says, only him, like lightning on a dark night sky, he rises up within me, blazing. And again and again, like a tidal wave, an infinite number of feelings surge upon me. Malice, friendship, jealousy, futility, regret, tenderness, sorrow, pain, hunger. You know, all these recurring feelings that just are swirling around within him. And, you know, that is the one thing that's kind of keeping him not numb, you know, kind of keeping him still there. And, you know, he goes into his speech that he's kind of given other people and he says, you know, he knows he's different from other people and that, you know, the people that he's met can not disregard him. They view him as like, you know, this either great person or the most animalistic person they've ever met. And we kind of get the dichotomy of that. We have, you know, the band of the hawk on one side, along with um, Charlotte. And on the left side, we have <laughs> um, all actually all dead people besides one. <laughs> Foss yeah. is the only one that's not dead, but um, it's the Queen of Midland, the little guy, the the big guy that she was having her affair with, and then um, the general that they recently most that they killed most recently that uh, Griffith slept with, yeah, you know, in a past life, I guess. You know, he's like, and thereby he's grasped the hearts of them in his hands, but you know, why is guts the only one that makes him lose his composure? He starts thinking. You know, he thinks back to the battle with. Uh, Zod, when Zod showed up and went into his animalistic form, he thinks back to the forest when he asks, you know, Guts, you know, if he thinks he's cruel. And he starts questioning, you know, like, why does he have this huge fucking, like, like, hold over him? And then, you know, he kind of thinks back to the castle and he thinks about Guts and he's like, you know, as he shines on me, that dream of the castle kind of grows duller. And then we get a quick shot of what I presume is, you know, Griffith's eye and then him yelling guts in his head with an image of what we presume is him, you know, on the ground. Every We can see everything but his head. Um, and he's like covered in like wounds and scratches and cuts. He's all bloody. And, you know, he, we kind of then we're given kind of like a first person perspective of him on his side on the ground. And we see his eye kind of looking at a brick in the wall and the brick is getting pushed further and further. And he's kind of looking at it like, what the hell is going on? And we get like this this creature that like comes out of it. It's got a few arms and a few heads on it, but he thinks it's a hallucination. But you know, as soon as he thinks it's a hallucination, it kind of starts talking to him in his head. <laughs> so we get a better view of the monster, and it's like this like Cronenberg like mess of a thing with like you know six or seven different heads on it, all with different eyes in different places. All of them have teeth for some reason. It's very you know grody looking. And they go, oh, Prince, Prince of us, the, the Unforgiven. And, you know, he kind of tries to mouth the word Prince back at them, like, you know, kind of questioning it. And the 
the mass like kind of moves close to him and grabs his hand with one of its like smaller hands and it's like we seek an audience with you in time at that place we shall meet and you know after they say this he looks into the space in the brick wall that they left and it's a very familiar image um so readers we already know who the god hand is right so if you go back to that way earlier chapter where we first met them we kind of get a repeat version of that mc escher looking shit and we see the other four members of the god hand kind of standing in each corner and that's the last thing that we see that Griffith sees before we cut back to the band of Hawk. So yeah, and no, that is not and that's not the end of the chapter. We still have more to go. <laughs> got a ways. So yeah, gotta got a ways to go. So we cut back to that waterfall that uh, Guts used for his wonderful transition earlier, and then we get back to the camp. Men are still pretty much very injured from the ambush they had last time. You know, they're loading them up in the carts. People have crutches on. They're trying to get everything packed up so they can move out. You know, strapping their armor on and everything. And they're getting ready, and you know, we get, cut back to Rickert, whose arm is broken, and he's like, "Ah, oh, man, I wish I could go with you guys, but you know, because this stupid injury, I can't go, and it's been so long since we all been together." But you know, Judo reassures him. He's like, "Don't be down. We'll be we'll be the first to let you, you know, hug Griffith when we come back with him. Just leave this to us." And you know, Rickert's like, "Hey, um, Guts, just remember, remember, you got to get Griffith out. It'll be just like old times when you do." And Guts just gives him a smile before Casca yells and is like, hey, everyone mount up. From here on, we split into two groups that will operate independently. The Griffith Rescue Squad is to depart immediately. So, you know, they're really getting ready to start this mission. So Casca hops onto her horse and oops, her pussy hurts because um, Guts is fucking jackhammer. Guts was too busy jackhammering it the first time they tried to have sex instead of, you know, being nice to her. So, you know, she kind of holds everything within her to not cry out in pain but she has like tears streaming from her face and you know she, she you know guts just happens to ride by as she's like getting adjusted to her horse and he's like let's go boss and she kind of like stares at him like lucky son of a bitch and he's like what <laughs> she's like don't worry about it it's nothing <laughs> um mind your business so you know <laughs> which which you know guts actually proceeds to do i don't think he actually knows anything because in the next panel he's kind of just like uh, okay whatever <laughs> So <laughs> Casca gets to the front of the group um, on top of the hill and she's like, Griffith Rescue Squad, we depart for Wyndham. So she takes her half of the group and they go on their route and the other part and the other half of the group heads somewhere else. So um, we cut to later on, three days later, this is how long it takes them to get to Wyndham. So, you know, presumably nothing happened. Good for them. That's actually really good going as far as it goes for the band of the Hawk. And we come to a graveyard. Um, with, you know, a bunch of different um, tombstones with, like, what I presume to be, like, religious figures on them and stuff. And, you know, we see um, Costco with a lantern and, you know, Judo and Guts in tow. And, you know, Guts is like, so why are we in a graveyard? You know, we're right next to Wyndham. Like, we got to visit somebody's dead grandpa or some shit. And Judo's like, dude, it's a secret passage. It's a castle. They, they have these things. It's, it's common in war to have this kind of thing, you know? So, so Guts is like, yeah, that's bullshit. If we could actually find this. And before he can really like finish complaining, you know, Gosko is like, I found it and presses a button and, you know, nothing really happens. But then, you know, she's like, hey, Pippin, come over here real quick. So Pippin comes over um, and just fucking throws the tombstone forward. <laughs> he he kind of just grabs it a little bit and just shoves it open. Right. And after he does it, boom, turns out there was a secret passage. It's just, you know, hidden right under the tombstone. 
And we get this funny <laughs> panel where, yeah, we get this funny panel where Costco's like, yep, we found it. And Pippin is thinking to himself, like, will I fit in there? <laughs> Which I kind of love that that was just thrown in there because it's like, I'm sure like the artist was drawing it and like Mira was drawing it and was like, huh. <laughs> Maybe I should have thought this through. Maybe I should have thought that one through. So Costco's like, all right, let's head in. Um, but before she can do that, Guts is like, are you sure you should be heading in there? Uh, and Costco's like, well, yeah, duh. I mean, it'll just increase our rates of finding, finding Griffith. So I'm going to go in and Guts is like, yeah, but before she can, he can do anything, Costco like runs up and like chest bumps him and is like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) you're worried about me, aren't you? And gets like really close to his face, like very like sensual, right? Which is kind of noticed by everybody. (laughs) It was kind of noticed by Pippin and Gito (laughs) kind (laughs) of. Or like looking at them like uh something definitely happened, right? Like they and while they're arguing, they kind of like give each other like passing looks like uh this shit again. Like did not miss this. Because they start fighting again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Costco's like, you know, give me a break. When it comes to sword fighting, I'm even better than those two. And you know, again, <laughs> Pippin and Gito are like, why he say fuck me for? You know, <laughs> like like why why she do that? <laughs> Yeah, so she's like, "Yay, you're a pro mercenary now. Leave your per- leave your personal feelings out of the plan." You know, kind of calling back to him saying he's going to leave again anyway. Obey your superior's orders. You know, she kind of looks back and is like, "But I can at least watch you back, so don't forget." And he's like, "Okay, right." And then he looks back and sees Judo and Pippin like giggling at him, like, "Hee hee!" <laughs> like, "Oh, you guys care about each other. Y'all are so cute, you fucking dorks." You know, but you know before we can live with that too much, the chapter ends as Casca says, let's go. And they descend into the tunnel with uh, Pippin trying his fucking hardest to get his arms through the, through the hole in the ground. But yeah, we end right there. And next time, don't worry, there's plenty more to talk about, about this infiltrating Wyndham thing. Cause this is the next like two or three chapters. I'm pretty sure even after they say it's even after it's not called the infiltrating Wyndham, that's pretty much what we're doing. But yeah, Slash. Slash. this chapter. Yeah, we're pretty much doing it for like I think at least another ten chapters. Yeah. Almost. Another another this this section takes a while. So yeah, the, the band of the hawk, they are officially going to go rescue Griffith. It's not really like a dream thing anymore. We got confirmation that Griffith is definitely still being tortured. Um yeah. which is fucked up because to remind the reader, it's been like a year, like, since he was captured and began being tortured. So he's been Pretty much, like, and, and that, that kind of makes that section make more sense. He's kind of just been stuck in his own head the past year. He can't, he hasn't spoken to anybody. He's just been, like, in this deep, dark place, being, like, the, having, like, the shit beat out of him and, like, being mutilated, right? So, I, I don't know. That That's real fucked up. But on top of that, we also get, you know, a new Guts and Casca dynamic that's both annoying and kind of funny. Um, but I appreciate it, it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I. Uh, we still got some really cringy lines out of guts this oh, time. Why did we? I forgot he did that. And when I was doing my notes, I was like, because like uh, Cheval and I have been reading ahead quite a bit and just like, you know, trying to get more in the swing of it, trying to um, talk about some stuff before we get to it, even though we're not going to get to it for a very long time. But um, yeah. <laughs> when I, it had been a minute since I read that part and I like went back and looked and I was just like, 
Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it's so like cringy because it comes on the heels of the, you know, I, I want you to give me a wound. And then he's like, I've had you once and I need to have you. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like, you just did the trauma bonding thing. That was at least like more like, you know, like understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just cringy lines. It doesn't like ruin the chapters or anything. It's just that like, I don't want more of this. But yeah. Um, yeah, that that was pretty cringe. But you know, the the section about Griffith kind of seeing um, demons, you know, before a lot of the other people get to, you know, in this current timeline is is interesting because I wonder like how much of that was in his head. But I mean, I think based on the panel we saw in the chapter before, it was probably real. Yeah. So yeah, the the monsters are kind of start. They kind of start fucking up Midland, and that's kind of the, the hint we get from Mira is that, like, you know, there are, like, the demonic monsters we kind of started the series out with. They're here now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're kind of, like, partying, like, fucking around, you know, taking up skylines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like the little demon dudes are, like, kind of what inspired the little guys in Bloodborne that, like, pop up. Uh that would make sense because that that's a great description. If you if you've played Bloodborne, the little lantern dudes, that's exactly what um the the thing that Griffith sees in his vision looks like. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much like spot on exactly what it looks like. Yeah, I yeah, I remember getting there and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot these little fuckers were in here. Um because <laughs> Anytime I talk so about cute. that part, Zach's like, the one with the Bloodborne guys? And I'm like, yeah, the one with the Bloodborne guys. <laughs> yes. Yes, them. The Bloodborne guys. Yeah, it's very... And that's and that's and it's so funny because the more I read this comic, the more it is just obvious that um, the people who made Dark yeah. Souls and stuff... This 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 manga specific... Like, very specifically, this manga inspired so much shit oh in, the, in those games. Like, there's a character later on, Farnese, that we meet who has basically Milena's, uh, Millennia's hat from, uh, I mean, her helmet from Elden Ring. Like, it's an exact replica, pretty much, the Elden Ring version is. So, <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of the armor styles, a lot of the, like, I don't know, a lot of the landscapes, too, in Elden Ring, Dark Souls, and Bloodborne are, like, directly from berserk sometimes i wonder i'm like how did they get away with that like how did mira not like call them up and go yo what the fuck's going on (laughs) (laughs) like like, i did that that is my shit (laughs) that is my intellectual copyright no but um (laughs) yeah i i'm the same way because like i keep seeing stuff and i'm like i i feel like i've worn that like in bloodborne before or in dark souls or whatever like i recognize this gear i recognize yeah and um, yeah, I don't know. I would call it a love letter, but I honestly think that he really just wanted to make a Berserk game and couldn't. So he made, th- <laughs> he made yeah, I think, said. I think he literally like just really liked some parts of Berserk and was like, well, what if I could make this a game, but not exactly the same? Cause even like, um, there was something I just had on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, he's, there's so many things that are just straight up like, yeah. Oh yeah, no. This is from Darks. This is this. No, this, sorry. This is from Bloodborne. I think we've talked about it before. The curse mark is the hunter's mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, no. The other way around. The hunter's mark in Bloodborne is basically just the curse mark in Berserk. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of 
funny because like you said it is endearing oh i just thought about that's what i was thinking about um sekiro made by the same people yeah um he's a one-armed protagonist who uses tools for an arm oh so, yeah that yeah. Is true. yeah yeah so like it's just you know little sprinkles all the way throughout it's just kind of funny to especially because i'm playing some of those games occasionally i'm like oh yeah i guess i'll see what else is in here um but yeah no i i do like all the little bloodborne references in that little scene but i also like how we kind of get to see like Griffith's like conflicting feelings about guts. Cause that's all he's been able to think about. And he kind of admitted that that's all he's been able to think about yeah. is guts. Like literally nothing else. He, he even kind of just mentions everybody else. He's like, yeah, I know that they have their feelings about me. I don't really care about them, but this motherfucker, like I, I really care about what he thinks and I lose my composure every time. And I do not know why. And it's like, it's something to keep in mind is that like, this is obviously something that he's been like sitting on for a full year as he's like probably going insane mm-hmm. inside of this dark room, <laughs> which is, I, it's kind of, kind of a scary thing to know about a person you're about to go save that he's been thinking about only you for the past year. And it's not exactly just good things. Yeah. Like it's not just, I miss this guy. Yeah. God. Yeah. I, I have so much of that, like in my notes, like his little speech just because I was like this is the like most intense shit like that mm-hmm. we've gotten in a while despite everything I guess just like monologue wise but I I feel like this like even without like actually seeing the pages I feel like it gives such a good like like mental image of Griffith's state of being currently but yeah. also just like for who he is, like, as a person in general, because, like, he does, like, genuinely care about Guts, but he also yeah fucking hates his ass, and he feels bad about him leaving, but he's also, like, really hurt by it, and he's jealous of, like, Guts and Costco mm-hmm. like, getting closer, and there's just, like, he basically, like, mm-hmm. laid it all out in that moment, like, all these moments where, like, I don't know what the fuck Griffith is thinking, he's like, I'll tell you what I'm fucking thinking, it's, uh, none of it makes sense, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah (laughs) and like he even says you know like you know none of these are like definite feelings but they're all implied and like they're all here and i don't know what to do with them because they're not even like concrete things that i can like grasp or think about (laughs) and it's i just i cannot imagine like process of just going absolutely insane like being left alone for long periods of time too between like that intense like (laughs) torture that he's also experiencing and i'm like yeah i would probably hang on to like one thing too you know like especially yeah that big of a force in my life and also it's the reason i'm down here because i had um a complete breakdown (laughs) when he left yes um you know, because he says, like, yeah, he was the reason I've been thrown into this darkness, and now he's the sole sustenance keeping me alive. And I was just like, yeah. God damn, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's it's kind of, it's really fucked up, because I feel like this is where, in some other, like, piece of media, you'd have, like, the person being like, I, hold the, I held out hope because I was thinking about all of you. But this is not that. This is Griffith, right? This is Griffith, who we've gotten a pretty deep, pretty good look at what kind of person he is, right? Like, he even says, like, you know, I know that I'm different from other people, you know, and people either look at me as goodwill or having animosity because it's almost like you planned it out that way, right? right? And 
like seeing his brain be scrambled by guts even more because like like you said his brain broke in that moment and he didn't even get time to process it because now he's in solitary confinement in a dark room having his like fucking fingernails ripped out and shit so i mean all he's got to do is like stew on this like anger and and at the same time this love for he has for him and everything but i feel like what's even more fucked up is that kind of after he mentions like yeah i wanted to be royal after seeing that the fucking god hand shows up and is like oh you can be royalty well, you could do like, that you're yeah we can do that for you you're the you're the king of longing we can be with us and i i feel like i like where it leaves off there because now we don't know what he thinks yeah is because like that's all he was thinking about was guts and then that happened and now he's like it's almost like it's something else for him to give out to and oh my god wait i just looked at this page yeah he actually did have his fingernails ripped out you can tell he doesn't have them anymore yeah um so sorry just a quick sidebar but yeah like the way that they took advantage of like him in his deepest and darkest moment it kind of lets you know that's what the god hand does like that's how they reach out to people is huh you're at the worst fucking time of your life what's up how can we help you and we've seen this before with um, the slug man that guts killed in like the first arc or so, right? Yeah. And before he left, you know, the girl fatherless is, you know, he was bleeding out, and the god hand was like, "Yo, yo, yo, what's up?" <laughs> They're like, "Hey, you're about to die. What's up, bro? Hey, bro? You want to come back? You want some more power? We got you." And that's exactly what they did to Griffith here. Is like, "Oh man, you got so close. You want to be king? Uh, you want to be our prince? We got something here for you." And it's just like so sinister because who knows? you know, how this changed his trajectory of thought. Because he was, like, processing all of this in his weird own fucked up way. But he never outright said, like, fuck guts, he's a piece of shit. It's more so, like, this is the most important thing to me right now, and I don't know how to feel about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, yeah, I mean, he's basically, like, I have my notes. (laughs) Because he's, like, out your fat book of notes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, you know, like, he's like, oh, man, like, you know, I had my eyes on, like, this piece of junk, but now it actually seems like fucking junk because of you. And he's kind of getting to the point where he's like, you know, is that still my dream? And then they're like, hey, buddy, um, you're a prince. And he's like, prince? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is like what i feel like christians imagine like you know like demons coming to like suggest things to you is like where they're just like hey it's then just like slides it across the table you know but um yeah it's also like getting an mlm pitch from that girl you went to high school with where it's like hey girl boss (laughs) you want to be the prince of longing basically though like it's it's like hey, look at this shit. Oh, look, it's the only thing you've seen besides darkness the past year. Isn't that cool? Yeah, uh, come, come here. It's it's so, like, fucked up. But And I feel like that's the thing, right? Is they're like, ah, oh, look, look at Griffith. Look how poor he, look how poor off he looks. I mean, like, this really sucks for him. And then, you know, all of a sudden, wait, it, I don't like where this is going. Why did they come to him? Why are they being nice to him? I don't like this. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I don't. Just yeah, this immediate, I, like, mm, I don't like that direction. That's not good. That doesn't bode well, yeah. uh, given <laughs> things we know about Griffith and things we know about them already. And I mean, yeah, like... Because in, ca- 
in case you've already forgotten, reader, this isn't a spoiler. He he he's he's a member of the God Hand. Yeah. This is this is no longer a spoiler. Yeah, we 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 we've known that since like chapter three. So yeah, it's yeah. we we've been sitting on that one for a bit. But yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know. I think like part of the reason Griffith's bit works so well, like here, and then even like the upcoming chapters, which we will also talk about at length, is like it almost gives you hope. You know, like not a lot, but it's like, you know, like he could have like taken mm-hmm. a different path. He could have chosen this. And you're like, oh, man, yeah, he could have and like this thing could have happened. And then you like remember and you're like, no, but it doesn't happen. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but it's just like this constant like, I mean, like maybe, maybe they like completely rebooted it. Like maybe it'll be fine, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. It, it is kind of like a bad omen thing. And it coming on the heels of, like, you know, this moment between Casca and, and Guts where, you know, he shares more about what happened and kind of his ham-fisted, hey, babe, you like waterfalls? I was with a waterfall. Like, his <laughs> his little way of doing that. Um, it, it is kind of funny because it is, like, jar. Well, I, one, I think that that's kind of funny because it is, like, a poor transition, but I think it works for Guts. Oh, yeah, no, honestly. it does. He's not a good Especially storyteller. Like, especially, like, post-sex, like, him being like, haha, yeah, babe, that's great. Um, so, so this last I, year, I, like, beat up some logs, and they definitely didn't knock me off my feet onto my ass, and it was cool. Yeah. And as a result, I'm really good with the sword now. Um, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, like, we know he actually was, like, fighting people or whatever, but that's besides the point. I mean, he, he, he kind of, like, in my favorite part about this story between him and Godo, because that's the, that's the name of the um, blacksmith, Godo, uh, Giodio. But um, their little conversation is really funny because I feel like Guts is looking for purpose so much that he's talking to this like begrud- begrudging like old man. He's like, "Yep, this is all I know, and this is what I'm going to do." And he's doing what I think a lot of like young impressionable people do, which is like, "Wow, that guy found his purpose." I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Instead of like, not like he's not hearing the subtext of what he's saying, because a lot of what Godo is saying is like, this is all I know, man. And he's not saying it like it's a great thing or not. But like one of the lines he says is like, before I could decide if I liked it or not, I hit the iron in front of me. Like guts. You didn't know if you liked fighting or not. Somebody just put a fucking sword in your hand. Like you don't know if you like this or not either. And I feel like he never like takes a second to question that. He's just kind of (laughs) like, wow dude that's pretty fucking dope yeah <laughs> like, he's like whoa he's just like me for real um. literally <laughs> no but 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 basically though like it's almost like he sees himself because he even like takes his metaphor and i like this because reading further in the manga i do feel like this is intentional is mm-hmm. that like like guts like basically literally taking his metaphor i mean like yeah i like the sparks to come out too because that's like what the scattering is like and i feel like it's kind of him doing the same thing he was doing with griffith on like a smaller scale like he kind of like was like wow that guy has a dream i need one too so he left and then he meets Godo, and he's like wow that guy focuses on something i need to focus on something too and he's lost right Mm -hmm. i feel like that's the thing is like he's a young dude he's lost he doesn't know why he's living even though it's right in fucking front of him while he's telling the person that he's supposed to be living for is right in front of him. He's like, yep, don't know why I'm here. And which totally makes 
Casca's anger like like logical like she laughs in his face like he said right like she literally is like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard all you care about is your dreams it doesn't matter if I'm here or not and I feel like the one part I do like about the panel where she's like it doesn't matter if I'm around or not is like same woman who was covering herself up early and everything is like she's like over him like yelling like like uh full-blown naked like fuck you like i don't even care anymore like i need you to know you're not gonna do this shit to me again right Mm -hmm. which you know he he basically says like no i'm not gonna do it to you again because he's like i mean you should come with me i guess which is like it, it just shows that like has guts done a lot of growing you can call it development. I wouldn't call it growing. Like, he kind of just he's, found a new struggle. Yeah, he's refined his thoughts a little bit, but he hasn't acted really on any changes yet. Like, yeah. like you know, it was kind of like a confirmation bias sort of thing where he's like, I'm going to go into the mountains and figure out what I do best. And he keeps doing what he thinks he does best, which is fighting, mm-hmm. you know. And then he's like, and not finding any more answers, right? And then he like talks to Goto, and Goto's like, "Yeah, I just do this shit." And Guts like, "Damn, that's me though. Like, that's my life." <laughs> and I, uh, like I said before, he's just like me for real. But um, <laughs> like, <laughs> he he kind of like reaches a point where he's like, "Yeah, I am only good at fighting. My sword is the only thing that matters to me, and like that will like rule my life basically." And <laughs> that was not the lesson he was meant to take from that at all. Yeah. That is not why he set out. He set out to figure out, like, what other than the sword works for him. What, like, a purpose is. Yeah. And he's even like, I mean, this doesn't really feel like a dream, but I think it's a dream for me. Like, I'm just weird and not like other yeah. people. So He doesn't even seem super, like, certain about it. He just seems determined. Like, Yeah, in, he's just set on in, it. Yeah, he's set on it. And and like you can just read the panels from Goto more, right? Is he even says like I was so busy trying to improve my improve and craft better stuff that one day I woke up an old man and that you know, I don't know why I keep hammering just like folks li- who live don't know why they're alive. And it's like Gus, that's what you were saying. You don't know why you're alive. So he's like, like oh yeah, me. It's, it's relatable. Yeah, it's like it's like mind-blowingly like obvious, but like at the same time, it's like how many of us could say something, could say that somebody said something that was super obvious to it to them at the time, but to us, we were like, uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah no, sure, whatever. And I feel like that's why it doesn't like make me hate guts. It's just kind of like he's trying, he's just not quite getting there because of what he's been through. Yeah. Like he he hasn't doesn't exactly have the best base to work from, right? Like. I mean, even Casca calls out, like, the way he had sex the first time. Like, he was just so rough with her. And even she was like, well, I mean, you were assaulted, so I kind of get why now. But, like, yeah, it's all the result of shit that's happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he doesn't... He, he He's only working with so much. And it kind of leads him to kind of make some pretty poor judgment calls on things he's told directly. Yeah, he's not... He's not the best at choices. And like, he's like, oh, I feel like I'm getting better at choices. And it's like, no, buddy, you're not. Mm. You're, yeah, I prom. we're about to get no world of bad choices. And like, yeah, a little bit here. But I, yeah. I feel like he thinks that being certain means that like he's made, a yeah. cho- he's made a good choice. Yeah. Which is, 
<sighs> not exactly, my guy. That's not always what that means, you know? It's Gets coming in with the relatable moment, and it's like, yeah. where you're like, oh yeah, this is what I should do, and then you realize, like, oh, I, I kind of jumped the gun on that one, maybe, a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if he ends up regretting his little, you know, choice to fight the strongest people in the world. His mission to be fucking Goku all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, okay, Goku, I'm going to fight the strongest person on Earth. Okay, go, all right, go ahead. That's then, like, you don't have to. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm still, it still just has me dead how Casca's like, man, that's so funny. You're just like Griffith, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> what is wrong with garbage you? Person. Kiss my ass, go die. Like she's God, and like I yeah, understand I mean, completely. And I mean, if, and no, because I mean they just had sex. Yeah, and he just came. He just came back. It's been like less than twenty four hours, and then right after they have sex, she's like, "Hey, so you're gonna like stick around, right? Like this is a good thing." Uh. And he immediately is like, "Nope, I'm gonna move on again." And it's like, what the fuck? Like you're you. That's the thing. He I feel like he thinks that not caring about people's emotions is like a way to be because that's what he's learned from Griffith. Right. Yeah. It is like, well, I've determined that I'm going to do this. And it's like, but you see, this is hurting her. Right. And even when he's like, well, I'll take you with me. It's like, I don't think you see that that doesn't fix the problem. Right. Especially because he has all these other people that care about him that aren't Casca. Like he has entire, like entire troop of men that's been cut in half at this point. Right. But he has like entire troop of men that depended on him. And, now he's still like, no, nah, but I'm going to leave again. Yeah. Especially after we get Griffith and you guys will be fine and you guys can go do your thing and I'll go do my thing. And it's like, you can't just, first of all, you can't just come in out of people's lives like that. It's kind of not how that works. Like, I, I get it's probably easier without, you know, cell phones and stuff and whatever timeline this is, but you can't just keep, you know, using people. And I feel like for Casca, she did feel like she was kind of being used in the moment. Yeah. I mean, like, he just took her virginity and then he's like, well, I'm going to leave now. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Literally. And, like, we, like, had a whole conversation, like, in the previous thing where she told him exactly how she felt about him leaving and was like, you just, like, dipped. And he's like, well, it's what Griffith would have done. And she's like, I don't fucking care if it's what Griffith would have done. Like, mm-hmm. it sucked. And I was hurt by it. And he's just like, oh, damn. And then it's just like that completely leaves his head during this conversation. Yeah, it's, it's almost it. it's fucked up because I mean, like he's been he's been so set on it, right? It's like it's almost like he doesn't understand the fact that like, and I feel I feel like part of it is the subtext that like he knows that like she respects Griffith a lot, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is like that's changed obviously, right? And yeah. you get some more insight into that next chapter because I mean, she had to take over the band of the hawk after he made a poor fucking decision, and she, which they don't even know what happened. Yeah. They don't they. Yet, right? They they don't know that he went to Charlotte's room that night. So that's a whole other layer of shit that she's going to have to deal with whenever she finds it. But kind of the subtext now is that she's not as infatuated with Griffith as she was before. Whether she is accepting of that or not, like, that really fucked her head up when he left. And I feel like Guts is still operating from the place of, like, yeah, we all love Griffith. Like, I love him. You guys love him, too. Like, he matters a lot. And it's like, well, yeah, a year ago, like a lot of shit has changed, dude. Like, like you left, they're worse off for it. Cause I mean, I feel like a part of the thing, part of it too, is that they kind of think like if they had guts whenever they got ambushed, like things might have been better, yeah. but then they wouldn't have got ambushed if guts never left. Like it's yeah. this whole, uh, it's this whole like 
thing, you know? Because, oh man, it, it's just so fucked up because I like you like want to understand where he's coming from, but he's showing big protagonist energy of like, no, I've made my choice. Yeah. Even though this, this woman just stabbed him, she was so mad. She was so mad, she fucking stabbed him because she was going like blindly trying to kill him because he deserted her a year ago. And then post-coitus, he's like, all right, but I am still going to leave, but you can come. I've decided. It's like, <laughs> how gracious, like, what the fuck? But she doesn't yeah. have time to process it because they got to go rescue Griffith, you know? Right. Like, they don't have time to, like, sit down and be like, no, but, like, you really can't leave us again, right? Like, there's all, there's literally no time for it. Yeah. And will they have time for it? Who fucking knows? He might just leave in the middle of the night this time. Like, he almost tried to a couple of times, right? Yeah. So, I mean it kind of speaks to like what really happened this year. And what I got out of it is Casca had to grow a lot um, to leave the men. And now, you know, this guy just kind of comes back and he's trying to act like, you know, he's being humble, but he's not being as humble as he thinks he is. He's kind of still being standoffish and kind of just playing with people's emotions. Right. But I feel like it's not so blatant. It is just kind of like, this is what happened after he left and now they're kind of just dealing with it. Yeah. I do think some of it with guts too is kind of that energy of like, um, you know, I've acknowledged this thing, which means I've like dealt with it. Like it, Uh, yeah. Like he hasn't actually processed any of it. It's like, I don't know. It's like when you're talking to your therapist about anything and they're like, here's this thing. And you're like, Oh yeah, we worked on that already. And they're like, no, no, we didn't. We just uh, we, no. we just brought it up at the end of last session, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm good now." And they're like, "No, no, no, <laughs> don't do that." You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But nobody's there to push him, right? Yeah, it, it exactly. is kind of like uh, that. That's how he. And you're right. He, after it's acknowledged, because he came back, okay, and he's like, "But I'm leaving now." You got it. Like, and then that's he kind of just wants people to, like accept what he's saying instead of like taking other people into account. And that sucks. I feel the worst for Casca because, yeah, like she wants to get all of this back together, and it's not even like she wants to. It's like she's obligated to, yeah, because she has all of these people behind her. This is all she's been doing with her life, and she has to go get this motherfucker so they can get things back on the road, if that's even possible. Because yeah. that's the thing; they're going into this not even knowing if he's still alive. They don't know if he's alive or not. They just have word that he's probably alive. Like, they're like, yeah. yeah. He's in the dungeon. Let's go get him. It's taken us years to get get this far. Let's go fucking do it. So it's almost a suicide mission in some ways. But you know, it's it's kind of um kind kind of kind of crazy how, you know, that interaction between Casca was sweet, but it was just filled with so much of like this like, yeah, he's still dedicated to himself thing, you know. It's just that He's letting Casca in, but he doesn't know how to do that the right way. Because he's like, no, but you are special. I want you to know that. But I can't meet you halfway, basically. Yeah, like, he he has, like, had to take such a strong stance on this to, like, leave the band of the Hawk to begin with that he doesn't know how to, like, compromise at all anymore. Like, it can't ever be like, a, oh, maybe, like, we work on this for a while. And then once it's, like, settled, we can go. You know, it's like a no, like... I will leave once Griffith is back and, like, he fixes everything. Like, it'll be yeah. done. I'll be gone. And you can come with me. But, um... Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Casca really just gets the short end of the stick because, like, Guts fucks off 
and she's already like, damn, okay, like, you know, that was kind of like my co-commander, like, I kind of needed him, despite everything. And then Griffith is just like, well, uh, what if I do the worst thing I possibly could and get like, <laughs> arrested and, 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 you know, and then he's gone mm-hmm. and she's just like, cool. So now like we're wanted criminals because of mm-hmm. you, it, it, like, it's not. And she's stuck with it. Yeah. She's the one who got stuck with it. Like, yeah, Griffith's being tortured or whatever. Honestly, Guts kind of got away scot-free. And she has to deal with all of it. And it's yeah, it's real fucked up. Like, I, I honestly felt really bad for her reading this section. Because, like, she didn't even want this. Like, she doesn't want the oh. royalty or anything. And that's not even what she's doing anymore. Now she's just trying to keep these motherfuckers alive. Like, it, it's just about, like, keeping the band together. Like, for Griffith at this point. And... You know, I, I feel like kind of the subtext of that too for her is that like, like she's trying her best and she doesn't know really where to go. She's clinging on to like whatever helps her like get to the next moment. Yeah. So when Gut showed up, I feel like she was conflicted, but at the same time, she was like, "Oh, thank God, he's back." Yeah. Like, something is right again for fucking once, but which is why she reacts so <laughs> angrily when he's like, "Nah, but I am leaving." And then he's like, just kidding, I'm, t- I'm taking you too. Don't worry, don't yeah. worry. It's, it's I When it's I fine, say babe. me, I mean we, you know? <laughs> like, because you are me, right? Yeah, we're the same. <laughs> what I want is what you want. No? Right, right, no? But it's okay. about what I want. And it's like, okay, he'll get, uh, hopefully he'll get there eventually. Um, <laughs> it, it'll, spoilers, it's going to be a really long time before he gets there. Um, but... Ah, uh, God, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like from, like, Guts's return, like, that point out, I just feel, like, horrible for Costco all the time. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, like, why, why do they keep doing you like this? It's yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I hate it because I, I still, like, even where I am in the comic right now, right, I'm still interested in Costco's, like, journey. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like she does get dumped on a lot with a lot of the shit that happens to these guys. But I feel like in some media that I read where, like, it just kind of happens and she doesn't react. Or it's just like, oh, no, poor woman, this thing happened to her. Uh, It happens to her, but I feel like a lot of how she deals with it, especially up to this point in the comic, right, Mm -hmm. is, like... I kind of understand where she's coming from. Like, I understand why she doesn't just tell him, like, oh, you're leaving? Then fuck off and, like, run away or something, yeah. right? Like, like she has, like, very understandable, like, um, motivations. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I really like Casca as a character. She just gets done so dirty, man. Like, yeah. she gets done just, just by, by her own, like, fellow characters, right? Like, just by, you know, fucking Griffith being like, I know she wants me, but it is what it is. Like, you motherfucker. Like, you piece of shit. Like, why would you treat her like that? Especially if somebody you saved from, like, sex trafficking. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just... Ugh. Yeah. I just... I don't know. Casca deserved way better throughout the whole thing. I know it's... And, like, anytime someone says that, people are like, oh, well, it's a brutal thing, and you can you can cut this part out of PD2 because, like, mm-hmm. mild spoilers, I guess. But, um, you know, like, they're like, oh, well, like, everything that happens to her is super important because blah, 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 blah. And, like, I do think what happens in the Eclipse 
kind of needed to happen that way, like partially. Mm-hmm. The part with Griffith did, the rest did not. That's how I feel about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah, will. there's parts of the eclipse that I understand, and then parts where I'm like, I understand, but I don't agree. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll I, go yeah, into depth yeah. with that. But like, yes. just as like an example, yeah. you know, like that's yeah. one of the things they kind of throw back in your face. Where they're like, um, you could just like beat that out and go eclipse spoilers or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, no, no. We can just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it, it's. I, I know, and I feel like that's the thing is I, I feel like people miss the part, the point of some of the parts of this comic, right? Yeah. Where like, and it com- the the comic gets more obvious with it as it goes on, but I feel like the thing about this, and people don't grip this in some media, is like, like we're not supposed to be on board with the intentions of Guts, oh. everything he does, what happens in this story, and I feel like when you hear some people talk about Berserk, they're like, oh yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? It had to happen like that. And it's like, no, but that's the point, is that some of these things did not have to happen like that. Yeah, like, like yes, it, it's preordained for us because we saw we saw the end of this story and then we go back to the beginning. Like, yes, we get it. That ha- this stuff has to happen because that's where the story already started. But like, the point is, is that so many people in this story make mistakes. They don't. They don't look out for other people. It's kind of about their own intentions. They look past people's emotions because they're dealing with their own trauma around their own emotions and how that leads them to make all of these different, like, fucked up emotions and, like, fucked up, like, actions that play with people's emotions. And I feel like that's, like, a big theme in the comic because Mira does, believe it or not, like, Mira does beat you over the fucking head with it sometimes, which is why I don't understand why some people are like, yeah, man, it's just brutal. And it's like, yeah, but that's not like the point. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel like that was like, like it's brutal because it's like here's the consequence of your action, kind of a thing, right? Not, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. yeah <laughs> like, monsters I, I just raping people again, you know? Yeah, monster tentacle rape. Woohoo! Like, yeah, I don't think that that's because even like the appearance of the demons, as we see later, is kind of linked to shit that humanity is doing. Like, that's that's. The point. (laughs) So, yeah, like, they feed on people's, like, we see it in this chapter with Griffith. They feed on people's insecurities. They're feeding on people doing terrible shit to other people and thinking awful things. Like, that's kind of the point. And that's what makes it brutal, not the edgelord shit that happens, in my opinion. I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think, like, I think some of the brutality does come through and, like, some of the shock value stuff, but like, mm-hmm. that's not like, that's not what makes it good brutality to me. The good brutality mm-hmm. comes from all the character interactions, like you say, and like how it affects everything and how like yeah. Berserk, despite being like a fantasy gore, you know, piece is still like, honestly, one of the more human things I've read in a really long time, mm-hmm. even with Mira, like doing weird stuff with women for a while, you know, like, yeah it doesn't end yeah but there's stuff later on where i'm like this is one of the best arcs like in this series so far and it is a woman Mm -hmm. you know so i know i know you could have done it mira i know you can do it fucking bastard (laughs) that's why that's why it hurts sometimes yeah Yeah. and and i think you said something that's good to remember is that it's more interesting when it's more interesting when um what happens is that you see the outcome of what's going on, the outcome of people's ambitions. And we've talked yeah. about that before, is that like a lot of what 
fucks up a lot of things in Berserk, like a theme is that like somebody's ambition or somebody's like mission to like find something or do something or find a purpose, mm-hmm. like throws everything out of whack. Yeah. And like even the more most recent examples we've seen, we've seen Griffith, his mission has thrown people's he he's destroyed families. He has pretty much like recruited all of these people to be emotionally manipulated by him. Yeah. Uh, Guts leaving the band of the hawk sent them into a fucking downward spiral. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's all it all it all like comes back, and I feel like like I think I've said that about this before, right? But like that's kind of what it is: is the consequences. Yeah. So like whenever like a, the crazy rape scenes happen, they're like the crazy like gore filled like massacres happen. I feel like the implications of what's going on are more matter more than like the scene itself. Yeah, and I, I feel like what happening, what's happening in the scenes itself. It, I feel like a, an arc that does that well is the, the Lost Children arc that we do read in a couple of arcs, right? Yeah, but like that one is one of the ones where I think that was done well in the moment instead of like rather afterwards, right? Because yeah, and we'll talk about that more. Yeah. But no spoilers yeah. beyond I, that, guys. Yeah. We promise. But like, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. Like <laughs> I've been talking with um someone uh in a Discord server I'm in and uh he he likes Berserk a lot too and so I've been talking to him about it in like little bits and pieces as I've been going. Because I wasn't sure where you were at and stuff, so I didn't want to like drop something in Telegram and be like, Hey, and you're like, What the fuck? I didn't want to uh-huh. see a video game donkey <laughs> moment, you know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Uh, like, I've been talking to him about some stuff, and, like, I do agree with him for the most part on things, and, like, I think we're both kind of, you know, in agreement with, about the things you just said with, you know, it being very human in a lot of ways, and it being more about, like, the consequences of things, but, like, uh, he still gets kind of, like, dude bro about it sometimes, where he's like, oh yeah, but, like, it's, like, a medieval setting, and I'm like, bro, I don't care, I, <laughs> I need you to know I don't care, it's not accurate to end because it's a fucking fantasy setting it's fine but (laughs) i just i i think about that and how people default to that you know when you like start saying like i kind of have a problem with this and they're like oh well like it's time period accurate and i'm like no like i mean like (laughs) i feel like it didn't have the impact it should have you know like i don't feel like it was given the gravitas it deserved in that moment but like you said he gets better at that later so yeah yeah no exactly yeah we go into that some more it's still some good stuff coming up like you said there's some there's some pretty egregious stuff coming up that we are going to have to discuss oh boy um, i am not yeah. excited about that <laughs> dear listeners i am very not excited about some things and it's not the eclipse it's something i had completely forgotten yes. exists in this that Zach yeah. told me about and i completely fucking forgot until i got to it and then i was like jesus fucking christ I completely forgot oh, yeah. about this. Yeah, we're not even... And that's like that's in like four or five episodes, too, is the fucked up yeah, part. Yeah, that's, so that's coming up. Will, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you the do. The listeners don't, huh? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, think, thanks for thanks for listening to us talk about that. So we're going to talk y'all's ears off some more. Um, I, I, do, I do think that some Berserk discourse is kind of funny because it's coming up a lot more, right? Like a lot more people are reading it. There's yeah. been a lot of exhibits and stuff. But <laughs> I, I think what you said about the brutality thing is so funny because I think that there's some people who do read things that are like, it's just for blood and gore, which is okay. I think that's fine. Like if, if that's yeah. where you need to get some stuff from, it's just blood and gore. 
And I feel like Berserk offers more than that, and people just don't want to see it. So they're just like, yeah, dude, that shit was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That's crazy. Anyway, do you remember when he cut these dudes in half and that one person got raped? And it's like, okay, well. I do remember that. But. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely do. And I don't know. It kind of makes me think, like, sometimes, like, like, I don't agree with, like, like sometimes rating systems are kind of funny to me, but I feel like sometimes, like, that is, like, a kind of the implication people watch some things that are, like, TVMA and stuff, is that I sometimes look into those things like, oh, the story might be a little more mature or it might have a little more layers to it. Mm-hmm. But I realize for some people it is, like, ooh, booby. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I've started realizing that more and more is that, like, as a kid, I thought that, but now I'm like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to get more out of this if it's mature rated rather than if it's TV 14. And I think that there are people who like 20s and beyond are like, nah, bro, I'm only going to watch this because I definitely know somebody's going to get split in half. And I think that that's kind of funny because I didn't realize my definition of mature media wasn't just booby. So I think, I think that that's, I think that that kind of speaks to Berserk a little bit too, is that it is mature but I feel like people don't see it as that. I think they're like, it's a manga. So it's the same thing 14 year olds read, but it's like, no, it's not just that it's, it, it does have the blood and gore. It just also has like, you know, yeah. stuff with like literally sexual trauma and how to like deal with that. And also how to not deal with that. Right. Like, <laughs> And I mean, like we yeah. even, we even talked about this like way, way, way back when we were accidentally like addressing it as a shonen when it is not, you know? And like, yeah. I think even if you're like aware of those things, you can fall into that still and like fall into the, cause that was like way at the beginning. And that was kind of mm. a conception we had about it. And someone was like, Oh, it's actually this. And it was like, Oh yeah, duh. I don't know why I like absorbed that through cultural osmosis or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't, I do think like a lot of people turn to it for the shock factor, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so funny to me when people do that because there is manga like specifically for that kind of thing, right? Like there is mm-hmm. like there there's so many comics out there that the point is kind of the gore and the point is the shock or the point is like the egregious yeah. amounts of sex or like what like towing that line or being taboo and whatever way they can, you know. Yeah. And I think Berserk does talk about like a lot of taboos. It, I mean, it, it talks about like um, male sexual assault, which is really important to, to discuss yeah. in general, and it handles it better than almost any media I've ever seen, which is insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, at this like, so like, like you said, like it is a mature work, but a lot of that's just because Vera chose a lot of topics very carefully and, for the most part, handled them relatively well. And yeah, yeah, gave them the weight they deserved and didn't shy away from it. He, he's like, no, this is what happened. And you're like, that's horrible. And he's like, yeah, it's a horrible thing. That's the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think back about like how I felt about Berserk before we really started reading it and some of the feelings that I've had that have changed. And I do think that is one of them where like, despite like watching the anime and despite knowing a lot of bits about the manga, I was kind of like, you know what? This is probably going to be like, not my cup of tea at times, which it isn't, but not in the ways I expected. It's like, it's more like, I don't know. It has a lot more weight than I was giving it credit for. And 
I think that's yeah. a good thing to realize when you're <laughs> like halfway through and you're like, oh yeah, this was like a lot more hefty than I thought. Yeah, yeah, because I agree. I didn't expect so much like, like really like, I mean, some of the dialogue in this has surprised me, but I feel like the way things have turned out in this manga where things aren't very clear cut or like you don't really know exactly where it's going or people's intentions kind of surprise you does. I like that part about it because yeah. I did, I was going into this expecting just like a bunch of gore and a bunch of dumb shit happening, which still happens. Right? Oh, yeah. But there, like you said, there are things that are just made to be gory, which is fine. But I feel like, you know, some things get that reputation and, you know, that's not all they have to offer. It's just that that's what people see it for. Right. I mean, it's like it's like something like uh, like uh, what's the manga? I think there's a manga that Sasha showed me. But I think Kurosagi Delivery. Uh, oh, Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service. Yeah. Yeah. That manga is very gory. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's so many interesting thoughts about like death and like dealing with that 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 are that are very interesting about the comic and it's very graphic right mm-hmm. but i feel like the first thing i wouldn't say to somebody is like oh you gotta check that out it's just super gory it's something i would mention because the gore is a part of it like if i ever mentioned berserk to somebody like yes something is definitely um i'm definitely going to mention the gore because it's a part of it but i'm not going to be like oh if you like gore you should definitely read this mm-hmm. like I, I just i feel like that's just a very funny um thing to say about something like this when there is so much more other like shit in there especially if all you're recommending is gore when there's like stuff about like class differences and there's stuff about like you said male vulnerability and assault and shit like that and then to just say like nah bro it's got a dude with a chainsaw head no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i was literally thinking about chainsaw talking about this i was like man I wish I could say a lot of this about Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah, and and that kind it's kind of I mean it reminds me of like manga or anime like 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 Elfin Lead, yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where like that is why like that's why you watch it is because somebody told you people's heads get exploded and they get splattered all over the place and et cetera et cetera. Naked. Um, uh, oh, Attack on Titan. That's the half the reason people watch it is because it's gory. Yeah, like, that's why people watch it uh the blood series um oh yeah claymore i'm just reading the list right like there's so many of these anime that are made in manga that are made because that's what it's for is blood right Mm -hmm. or if we want to go to one that is about blood like it's a good anime or manga it's one of my favorite fist of the north star that is like half about beating the shit out of dudes and their heads exploding but i would not compare that directly to berserk are they both influenced by each other or influence each other? Sure. But it's a different vibe. Like, it's just a completely, like, this is about self-exploration, growing up, making mistakes as you get older, yeah. um, basically making poor decisions based on how you were raised. And that's not what Fist of the North Star is about. It's about a guy popping out and squeezing somebody's head like a watermelon. So, <laughs> like, I'm just not gonna... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, there's, there's definitely a... I don't know. Like, the amount of, like, coming-of-age stuff in Berserk has really surprised me. Because there's a lot of different versions of it. And it doesn't get mm-hmm. stale. Because Mira doesn't do, like, the same thing. At least where I'm at so far. Maybe it does yeah. later. But, like, I can think of, like, three or four off the top of my head. Just kind of, like, you know, either coming out of being a kid to being a teen. Or, like, becoming, like, an actual adult. 
and like having to deal with these life things and it's all very different situations and they're all handled mm-hmm. very differently but like I didn't expect any of that really coming in like I knew we got to watch mm-hmm. them grow up and stuff but like I don't know back when I watched the anime that's not really what I got out of it and I really feel like the manga gives a lot more depth and like weight to things that deserve it and I do wish yeah. it gave I do wish, like, obviously we've talked many times about stuff I wish was not in the manga, but, and we will do that many more times, I promise, but um, at the same time, I'm also like, I think I prefer this version over any adaptation. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, like, I like a lot of the adaptation stuff, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, you know what, like, I do think. I like this in its version. And that's how I usually feel about manga for the most part. I can not really think of many where I'm like, yeah, I preferred the anime. Um, I preferred to watch it like this. And yeah, if I've given the manga a chance, um, like maybe Jujutsu Kaisen. Cause <laughs> I don't know. I have feelings about Jujutsu Kaisen. It's fine. But um, yeah, I need to, I still need to watch that. I need to catch up on a lot of, manga slash anime honestly i know you said the first season start there and then don't go any further yeah don't watch but um i mean (laughs) yeah like a lot of people really like the second season maybe i'm just like (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm just like fucked up in the head or something but like people keep telling me like oh you should watch the sex and i'm like yeah but i didn't like enjoy myself so i don't really want to watch the movie right now you know yeah but um i don't know i I think I think Jujutsu Kaisen is actually a good example of something where it's like a very shonen, like super duper shonen, which is why yeah. I don't always like it. But in the first season of the anime and like, you know, I'm sure like the first like big arc in the manga, there is an incredibly heart wrenching story in there. And that's what I think of before. Like, oh, yeah, um, like. Uh, psychic powers doing flips supernatural shit yeah you know like that's not what i think of what i think of is like the real gut wrencher moment because it was done yeah so incredibly well and that's kind of how i'm starting to feel about berserk too like when i am thinking about it sometimes i'm talking to people and i'm like oh yeah like i i really liked this one like arc because blah blah and they're like oh maybe yeah. i should be and i'm like maybe you should not hold on <laughs> like, I don't maybe, maybe you should maybe you should here's a here's a trigger warning list yeah it's <laughs> yeah I, I i feel like even like small things in berserk like like corcus being a character in the in the manga that isn't like mm-hmm. he's not like <laughs> he's not likable which is what i like about it yeah. is like he's not there he's there to be like realistic about what kind of person lives in this world right mm-hmm. and like he's the thief that made his way from being a thief into being a mercenary, got got his, you know, big shot at being a royal, and then had it all swiped away from him from this fucker protagonist. Fuck him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like kid who, like, came in and, like, established himself, and then he was like, ah, I'm done now, bye, and then ruined yeah. everything for everybody, you know? Like, I get why he feels that way. And Exactly. I feel like it comes across a lot better in the manga, honestly. Like, I feel like... I feel like sometimes in anime adaptations, people get locked into tropes. Like, characters get locked into tropes very easily. Yeah, they have to tell the same story faster. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I feel like Quarkus definitely gets that treatment. Because, like, as I've been reading the manga, I'm like, you know what? Like, I fucking hate Quarkus. I think he's a fucking bitch. But, like, I 
I get him better in this format than I did in the other format when I watch it back. Okay. And maybe that'll See, that, change now. That's cool. But that's kind of how I feel about him. Because, like, there's been times where I'm like, yeah, I feel you. That sucks. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because, honestly, if I'm being real, the only time I really disagreed with him is when he was, like, taking... He's being, like, real weird to the women or whatever when they were in the bar. Yeah. But, like, I feel like his complaints have been valid. Like, whenever Guts was like, I'm going to leave. And I feel like that's what made that moment fun is that, like, even the viewer is probably like, why are you leaving? And then the guy you fucking hate is also like, like worst man, you know, makes a good point. (laughs) Like, it's like, even that fucker is like, why are you leaving? Like you got it good. Like things are going great. If you stick with us, like, why are you leaving? And it's one of those moments where if you are on the side of the protagonist, you start kind of questioning yourself. Like, well, even that fucker. And then like, that's what I like about Berserk. Cause there's, there's like this sense of realism, not just in, you know, Oh, there's there's evil shit in the world, which I mm-hmm. hate when people use Berserk as that like that's the message I got from it. Uh, yeah, everything is terrible. I feel like what I like about it is there is the more middle of the road. Like some of these are just people living in this world, and we see a lot more of that um, after you know the event that is eventually coming up, right? The the eclipse that the Skull Knight mentioned. Like we do see more of that eventually like just slice it's like slice of life but not like the way that like not like yeah. the general term that we use for anime and manga right like not literally like ah happy go lucky but it's like these little like peaks into like look at what these people in this village are going through now that they have demons in it and it's like yeah. you get to see what these people are doing and that's where i feel like it, it makes it different besides just let's be gory because you, you can read stuff that is just like that like that's why they have stuff like you know um, even though The Walking Dead started out is kind of like that, you get to some parts of it and it's like, oh, y'all just want to have a gore fest. Yeah. Like, it's not just like that, right? Like, and I, and I have yet to see anything in this. Like, okay, this is, a, let me be clear. This is incredibly gory manga. Like, some of the most gore I've seen in oh, the yeah. manga. I, I have still read and heard about even weirder shit in manga where it's like a drawn out torture scene or it's like just this weird, like, violent, like, spree that happens for like a whole chapter, right? So, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I, I have moments of this manga that I'll talk about where I do feel like it is just completely senseless, which is the point I think, because he wants to be like, Oh, the bad people are really bad, but I don't want that to me be me also coming off as like, that's excellent writing as well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that also isn't uh, necessary sometimes. So just to be clear about that, right? Like I, I feel like he does a lot of like grounded things, but then he hypes it up with stuff that for me is hit or miss like extreme. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, uh, that was well done. And sometimes I'm like, ah, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, literally. Well, it's, yeah. it's not always a win for Mira. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the message, instead of being like, um, you know, life is brutal, it's very much as, like, a life is brutal, but, like, it also goes on, and these things happen, and you grow, and, you know, shit goes on. Like, you can't stop it, so gotta keep going and that's not that doesn't sound like a hopeful message to maybe a lot of people but I don't know like for for me a person with a lot of depression like I'm kind of like yeah yeah it does and like it's not always gonna be nice but I do know there are gonna be some good points in it so it does go on and we do go on but yeah I don't know and I feel like Mira does do that generally very well not always but generally Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, good stuff. Really, really excited. I think I've know I've been talking a lot of shit about it, uh, but I think I'm actually going to try to start the um, 
manga since I think it's still on HBO. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come in here with some opinions on that. The probably. anime. As, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, the anime. Sorry, yeah. So we'll we'll probably still try to do a watch thing on stream too. But I'm gonna start that just because yeah. we're getting close to the part that I think the series, you know, like the big arc. Right, we're getting to the end of that. So yeah, you've already read the past Golden it Age. Too. I had a good time talking about this about these chapters today. I I am looking for other stuff to read soon. I think I will start Chainsaw Man since the since the anime is coming out soon. It is yes, right. Um, and the manga restart. I think the manga started back up again recently as well. It so. did. I I I've heard, <laughs> I have not read it yet. I will say that I have not read it yet, but I have heard mixed reactions about everything because like um, actually no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, cause that's spoilers. Never mind. But like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a character that is missing from the first arc, and so they kind of have to like figure out how to replace that because they were kind of important. So that's all I'll say. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start that. I do want to ask people who are listening, what, let us know what you guys are reading uh, besides Berserk. Yes. Because this is this is kind of maybe start wanting to get back in the manga and yeah. anime again. It, which is funny because I I never really like got out of it. I feel like I just like gravitated towards my other interests more. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to see like what else is out there like more recently. So I do need to read that. I do need to read uh Dora Hidoro as well. Um yeah. Speaking of gore. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah speaking of gore because I I don't know I I'm at this point, this point with gore where, like, it's really weird. But, like, you know how, like, people say, like, what's pornography? You know, if you can see it. It's kind of, like, my gore tolerance is, like, I'm pretty okay with gore. But then there's, like, some specific stuff where I'm, like, that's too much for me. Yeah. And, like, so far everything Berserk is, like, ah, damn, that's fucked up. But it hasn't made me, like, close the book as far as gore goes. Yeah. But, like... Because, like, I don't know. I, I was about to say, well, it doesn't do this. But it's, like, no, Berserk has done a lot of fucked up gore. Yeah, it's done a um, lot. Since we started reading it. But I don't know. So anything that's not, like, just it, gratuitous violence for the sake of it. And I feel like Dora Hidoro is um, gratuitous violence not for the sake of it. So I'm going to probably just yeah, start with that one soon. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Um, it also, it's also yeah. very, like, I don't know. Uh, Q Hayashida, like, normalizes gore in a way I would have never expected. <laughs> like, it just, like, is like, yeah, that's how it works here. That's just what Pick it yeah. is. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Hell dude. Yeah. There's just organs laying around. <laughs> that's just what's happening. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds amazing. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I've been reading her next series, Die Dark. I've I've got all the English volumes that are out right now. I still need to finish them. Oh yeah. Fine. But I'm really enjoying Die Dark a lot too. It's uh it's a good one. And it's funny you brought up uh Kurosagi because I've actually been rereading that as well. But is that finished? Like, is that all the way finished? It's done, and they finally released the fucking fifth omnibus, so you don't have to go and like scrape up like the volumes. Oh, good. Um, good. I I think some of it might be out of print, but I think with the fifth volume, uh, they put some of it back into print, so you shouldn't have too hard of a time finding it in physical good. version if you want to. Um, but you could also find it online. I actually just okay. Yeah, I've been reading um, something completely different from anything we have been talking about. I've been reading the Apothecary Diaries, which is a shojo that a lot of people have uh. recommended. I think it was originally a light novel because when I was trying to find a scanlation for it, I kept getting that, and I was like, "This is not what I want." 
I want the manga I've been actually reading. But um, <laughs> I, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I don't know if I would like recommend it to most people. Um, and I don't think I'm going to keep collecting it because I, I wound up reading like all of it. Um, I have <laughs> I have volumes one and two and it goes up to six and I read four through six or three through six. Uh, right. In last night and today. And I'll probably give Cam one and two because I think she'll like it. But it's, I don't know. I think that's a good shoujo that, like, goes against certain, like, shoujo preconceptions in some ways. But also... That's cool. It's just the kind of shoujo that I prefer, which is, like, with a main character who's just very tired of everything all the time. And I'm like, I respect <laughs> that. I respect you. <laughs> but... Um, no, it's cute. I love that. There's a lot of moments in it where I'm like, Okay. All right, but like for the most part, Look it was. Anybody. Yeah, it's not it's not a perfect read for me. Like the person I follow this one manga reviewer on TikTok, and she like hypes that shit up. She's like, "This is the best series." Like, this is blah 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 da da da. And I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." And like, I've read it, and I'm like, I enjoyed this it's a lot. Right. But like, it's <laughs> like an enjoyment read for me. It's not like a I'm gonna dedicate my life to telling you exactly why you should read the Apothecary Diaries now, like I do with like Dorhodoro and shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. <laughs> but okay, I might get. I might. I'll try to give it a shot. Maybe I'm. I'm honestly, while we're talking, I'm trying to get the first few volumes of Dora Dora. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, no, because I'm. I'm sure it's something I'll probably like. And I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of more into a lot of trying to read some of these manga, especially because like I know the really popular ones that everybody has to read all the shonen ones. But like now that I've like, oh yeah, I forgot. There's stuff that isn't just fight this guy okay now we fight mm-hmm. the next guy okay now we fight the next guy like there's yeah. there's more to this shit because I, I feel like part of what i like about berserk is that they kind of flipped that on its head is that they're like yep that's what we're gonna do just kidding everything's falling apart now fuck you yeah and <laughs> yeah yeah it was just the part of the story we're at now right because it was like oh yeah no they, they captured that everything's good now mm-hmm. now they level up and then we go to the next nope 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 not not happening not gonna work yep it's just like here and you're like ah and they're like no just just kidding (laughs) fuck you oh gosh oh gosh okay well well i think i think we're good i think we we did a good job um balancing out our usual video game talk because splatoon took over our brains this week um with (laughs) with berserk stuff so i think i think i think episode 30 is doing good yeah i think we did pretty Um, good on this one (laughs) yeah we did Good, good job. But um, yeah. So let us let us know what you guys are, listening, are you know reading or watching as far as anime and manga. Um, even if it's listen, even if it's the fiftieth season Naruto, I kind of want to hear about it just to see why the hell you're still watching. But um, yeah, I I just want to see what other people are listening to. But with that, in that case, I'm going to transition into the rest of our stuff. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, our Gmail is we're unpacking uh, it at gmail.com. Our Twitter is let's underscore unpack underscore it. And our Instagram is unpack that pod. Yes, I remembered everything. Hey, proud of you. Um, um, And yeah, so just reach out out to us there for that. Um, We have episodes every other Wednesday, um, depending on uh, what happens with the chapters. We may start doing two or three chapters and we bump it up to once a week. We'll see. But that's what we're doing for now. So we appreciate you guys tuning in every time and, let us know what you think. Um, shout out to our viewer um, comment last week, even though we shit on your queen. Uh, yeah, 
Sorry. Once again, sorry to use, not sorry to the queen, but yeah. <laughs> I hope. we appreciate it either way. We hope you still love and accept us. <laughs> yes, we hope you're still listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I know. Um, th- thanks, y'all, for listening to episode 30. We'll be back with 31 next week where we start going through underground tunnels and shit with Costa and the gang. But until then, we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. Over!